What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the internationally known Wake Up Show. Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You in here with the Bruce new, Wayne of this new, ish. New, new, new world order. The king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth. The words truly the notorious new, one, new, 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 new a.k.a. Mr. Cochellini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adamus. And you're in the Desert Storm bunker with EWF. That is every woman's fantasy. The whole effing show. The black Moses of this. The man with more nicknames than anyone in the game. Senior third leg Greg. Gregorio Greybeard, the Morpheus of the Mating Matrix, the Chocolate Confucius, the King of Kings, Mr. CGAC God Allah, and the eight-time, ten-time demonetized champion of YouTube. Ten times. I keep forgetting. I got demonetized twice last week. All right, so. <laughs> All right. I keep forgetting. We got ten-time demonetized champion of YouTube, the realest and the best entertainment show on YouTube. So do me a favor. Striketh that like button. And we're going to get going to contribute to the day's show. Dollar sign, the notorious CGA on the Cash App. Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV. PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that is pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And you can super chat. New, 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 new world. On the Notorious CGA channel. Let us not forget, I'm the Unbinder, the CEO Niggero of Fixes Binds LLC. And I am Timothy. All right, let's get back into the day's show. We got a great show for you today. And uh, this is for the guys who says, but what about love, coach? Coach, it's a shame for a man to live and die without being loved. It's a shame that a man has never experienced love. Have any men experienced love out here? Love's a wonderful thing. All right. That's the way love goes. And so uh, a lot of guys have that one. And it's, you know, really not polite of me to snap at them and say, love is dumb. You know, we don't believe love is dumb. I believe, uh, uh, you know, uh, in, in terms of my life, the best times I've had in the best situations in relationships is when women love me. All right. But. That's not the half of it. And a lot of guys will know this. Women probably can agree that there's one component that's more important on a daily basis than love. I mean, love is great and love is kind of a myth. It's more control lust. It is a mixture of lust and attachment. And then people will say they're in love. A lot of people that are in love have deleted their other lover. You know, I mean, just a lot of people that said they were in love with somebody did some ridiculous things to people once the attachment was broken. A lot of people that thought they were in love after a few months, the love was gone when the lust went. All right. A lot of ninjas thought they was in love, but it was just they haven't busted enough. But there's one component that even once the love goes, that must remain constant. And when this component is changed, as demonstrated by a lot of celebrity marriages, namely the men and women in my thumbnail, which I saw one guy, you know, shallow thinkers are funny. 
Don't you get tired of talking about Will and Jada? Ninja, this show ain't about Will and Jada. They're just on a thumbnail. So you ninjas can click on it. This show is about respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. I love shallow thinkers. Because you thought this show was about Will and Jada. Boy. Ninjas be shallow thinkers. I love it. But this is not. Obviously, their relationship is a demonstration that the respect is gone. And so thus, one of the most important lessons I can teach a young man or a woman in need that wants to go to the 52-point program uh, inspection with CGA, I have to let you guys know that respect is the number one component that any one man would be seeking out in their relationship. And we're going to demonstrate that with some videos online of people even talking about this or demonstrating a lack of respect for their mate. Now, we're going to talk about lack of respect from the woman to the man because this is typically how my show runs. This is from the perspective that we talk about. So when we talk about where the respect is coming from, I'm sure there's some women going, but we don't get respect neither. All right, and I'm going to say, sit your monkey ass down and listen. We're not talking about what men give the women. We're talking about what women give the men. If you want to do your own show, we can talk about it. But don't change the stu- subject. We're talking about the blatant disregard and disrespect of a man. And our society allows the disrespect to go on. Now, I believe that if you disrespect your mate, if you disrespect your spouse, if you disrespect the man of your house, you don't love him. You don't love him. There's no possible way that you can say you love a man if you are caught in the act of disrespecting him. I'm just letting you know where this show was going to go today. But there are some women that, uh, that behave in a disrespectful manner. And then they will claim to be a lover of that guy. There is no way. And we're going to talk about the importance of that because there also are a lot of men that say they want love. They will get love, but they will also get respect. They will get, I'm sorry, they will also get disrespect. Sorry, I misspoke. And they will accept the disrespect and believe that because they have love, that's the answer. But no, no, no. We don't operate that way. And I want to make sure that men do not go out into this world and operate in such a manner. Respect is number one. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. We got to teach this to young men. Now, listen, not everybody will agree with everything that I say today on this show. But I never gave a damn about that. So that's just between you and the screen. All right. I really don't give it hot damn. All right. But whatever you think or feel about what I'm saying about this, you can monetize that by sending me a super chat. Ninja, I'm not going to respond too much of it via the live chat. I don't got time for that shit. But I do want to let you guys know that today is, wait a minute, today is... Today is Tuesday, Gordita. Gordita. Hold up for a second here. It is Tuesday, and boy, do I got some gorditas for you, man. I love me some gorditas. Every man should have them a gordita. And by the way, they're coming across the border in droves. They're not all Mexicans, though. You're going to get some Guatemalan gorditas. You're going to get some uh, some uh, some uh, Caribbean gorditas. You're going to also get some El Salvadorian gorditas. 
You're also going to get some Honduran gorditas, some Venezuelan gorditas. We're going to have gorditas supremes coming out, man. I'm going to tell you. And give me some Mexican gorditas. All right, I love it. Come on, bring them on. Bring them on. Come on. I need to get me that Venezuelan gordita. Give me to me. Give me to me. Come on. All right, let me at her. Let me at her. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate real quick for our Tuesday. And whose gordita is this? Oh, my goodness. What are we going got here, right here? Hot damn. Con ganas. Oh, nalgas. All right. Oh, my goodness. What in the world? Oh, my goodness. Chi-chi's. Oh, my Lord. Just That is just a... Wow. Oh, Woo. Ay, ay, ay. She ain't got no upper body strength, but man, hello. <laughs> give me, give me. Let me at her. Let me at her. All right. Hell, give me, give me that right there. Woo. All right. I got some more for you, brothers. Apparently, somebody got this hardworking gordita here. Give it to me. Give it to me. Where's she at? All right. Where is that? I want some bananas. Is this Panama? Panama, Panamanian gordita. All right, Colombian gordita. Where do they grow bananas? Where do they grow the bananas? All right. All right, we don't need the volume on here. We don't need the volume. Somebody blew the horn on that gordita. Oh, my goodness. Look at, uh-oh, don't. She tipping over. Uh-oh, my goodness. The side boo. Oh, the humanity. Oh, man. Boy, I, these gorditas this week are in shape. From top to bottom, all right? These aren't the sloppalops out here, boy. She got the print everywhere, and she working. Get it? Get to work, baby. Get to work. Get to work for Poppy. <laughs> Plantain, get to work for Poppy over here. All right? Los Plantanos or Plantanos. Is this Guatemalan Guardita? All right, let me have her. Let me at her. This is Tuesday. We celebrate. We celebrate the thicker kind around here when we go around here. It's Tuesday. All right. Yeah, girls. Yeah, girls. Let me go ahead and speed it up. Oh, they got a plantation. They got a plantation of gorditas. All right, boy, I can, I can fix as a bind now. But here, I can fix as a bind. Oh, there's two gorditas. Oh, my goodness. Is that two? Here. Come here. Let me add them. I need a, this is my concubine. There's three gorditas. Oh, my goodness. Ah, 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 ah. Ah, 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 ah. The count. Three. Three. Woo. Oh, man, that's just. Oh, the humanity. That's crazy, man. All right, that's where I need to move at. All right, that's definitely where I need to move at. All right, uh, anyway. All right, I need to get my Espanol, all right, ready to go. Hmm. It fixes binds everywhere. I'm like, you need a new Toyota? All right, they had a Toyota in the back. I can get you a new one. <laughs> they got BBLs over here. Look, what kind of car is this in the background? What kind of car is this right here? I'll show up. Hey, uh, you want a new one of these? What is this right here? What is this shit, a Chevrolet? Enrique on the back. Hey, Enrique, you need you a new Chevy? All right, I got you, homie. I got you, homie. Que pasa? Que onda? Que lo que? All right, I got you, homie. <laughs> All right, no problem, man. I'll get you a new one of them, bro. I'll get you one with 135,000 miles. I got you. <laughs> Toyota Tercel, bro, I'll get you one. I'll get you a 2007, honey, homie. I'll get you a 2007. I got you, fam. All right, anyway. 
They got camp girls in Guatemala. All right, yeah, they pimp, pimp, pimp Enrique got them girls out there. Ecuadorian gorditas. All right, we got them, girls. We got them, we got them, we got them. It's Tuesday. <laughs> and we celebrate. Hey, man, let me get to the earlier contributors to today's show. All right, what do we got here? Albert Wesker says women's respect their bosses more than they respect their husbands. How did you know? We were going to talk about that. How did you know? But yes, absolutely. And uh, when you think of the idea of respect, one of the things you can look to is how a woman respects her boss, a.k.a. her master. Does she give more respect to her work boss than her husband? I mean, has anybody ever been in a relationship with a woman that, you know, worked? And all women have to work now. Y'all got to work. We don't talk about Gen Z not wanting to work. But have you ever been in a relationship and the woman has a job and she'll hang your her work boss over your head? You'd be like, damn. <laughs> like, you get no respect. I can't. My boss says I have to do this. My boss said I had to do that. And I'm be like, your boss? <laughs> like, damn. Your husband don't come in there with his opinion at all? And this is why you got to have leveraging options. Leveraging options. Yeah, man, they be, they be dressing up for their boss. They be, listen, my boss says this. And they be looking like my boss says. And by the way, I think it's weird that women will call a work guy the boss and call your monkey ass a partner. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It's crazy what a bitch would do for a, a piece of change here. All right, anyway. All right, but you know what you need to call me, Dave. Ladies, you know what you need to call me? Damn, Daddy. At every time. Okay, Daddy. Every time. What are we doing here? I got some more. Give me some more. Shout out to the regular dude. Says, how about my bang gals? You doubt it. Now I got you. Cha. Can't remember that. I don't know what that says. You got you. Hey, listen, I did say the Bengals. If you've been watching my sports channel, I said the Bengals are going to come back. I said the Bengals are going to come back. By the way, CGA got game. It's the sports channel now because the other sports channel got demonetized last week. Mm. <laughs> All right. I was like, damn, what I do? I'm like, I'm like, uh, Ninja Navy got me on the, they got me on it. They got my picture on a piece of paper at YouTube. Don't let this ninja get no money from YouTube. Mm. None. They, demonet they monetized me, and then eight days later, they was like, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> all right, they was like, no monetization for you. I'm like, Ninja, I'm like, what the fuck? Anyway, shout out to the Bengals. I said they were going to do all right. I said don't doubt your boy Joe Burrow. AC says, afternoon, coach. Is there a difference between, um, let me see here, Massa. Okay, is there a difference between Massa conditioning ninjas to eat the scraps of the animal like chitterlings or chitlings and ninjas loving the scraps of women like mud sharks, fat women, and booger wolves. And don't forget slump busters. Yeah, there is that AC. That actually is a good point. That is a good point. We do like the fact that, we, you, know, you know, that needs to be explored. I'm not going to do it today, but that does need to be explored. It does. It's interesting. Teron McAdams says, here's some coffee change, coach. What's good, coach Gang Yang in the building? Trang Yang. Uh, the contractor says, not the Bang Yangs, coach. Morning, brother. Trang Yang. Shout out to Daniel McGee. He says, 
I'm armed with the wisdom and knowledge of CGA and can't be manipulated. Thanks, brother. And we got you. Enjoy the little red Corvette. The narrow tranquilo my pops told me when I was 10. He said, son, you're going to be short. So you're going to have to have a big wallet. Shout out to my pops. Now I'm fixing binds out here. Shout out to you, the buying fixes. The buying fixes out here. And remember, and remember, buying fi- bind fixers are, we're choosing this. All right. It's not a position that we have to. I saw that. Chow Hound. He says, yep, wife would hop up in a heartbeat and do anything and everything to not disrespect her boss. But here I am, six years of disappointment. Enough is enough. Time to cut the losses. Now I got to cut you. Time to cut the losses. Yeah, man, it's a sad, sad thing here. A lot of women don't understand it, but we're going to try to get you. Derek Choice says, in the book of the Lord. It calls for the woman to have deep respect, deep respect for her husband. Nothing about the woman to love her man. All right. Is that true of the spoken word? We're going to have a Millie Mouth Muskrat talk about the Bible late, later on today. I'm not a very, very big student of the Bible, but I've gave you lessons about Lilith, which is not in the Bible, but gave you stories about Jezebel and Delilah. I actually gave you a story about Delilah. I've reached in there deep. And Samson, or we call him Simpson. Henry Resilient, my ex-wife has officially reopened the divorce to get cash in hand. I'm hiring a new law firm because this should not even be possible. Shaking my head. Shout out to Henry Resilient. He's going through it. And yeah, man, when you get lawyers involved, it's going to be interesting. So uh, Henry is going through it. I, But by the way, Henry... I tried to prepare you that just because your divorce is final doesn't mean the games are over. It is just beginning. He's got a bad one on his hands. Good luck. Brown through and says shout out to all the gorditas with the pretty feet. Oh, man, the pretty feet gorditas. All right, shout out to them. Ladies, do we have gorditas in the house today? Do we have any gorditas in the house watching today's show? You know it. All right, you know we got love for you out here. Now, I will not take you out in broad daylight. You know what I mean? Not all of (laughs) y'all. All right. Not all of y'all can get caught in broad daylight with me. But some of y'all, you know, you guys are some nice ladies. You know, I, you know, it's something in your heart. Something in your heart. They be having good hearts. They mean well. (laughs) All right. Shout out to, we're going to call you just my knees. Say, ain't nobody effing with you, Coach. Espresso on me, G. Shout out to you. Appreciate that. Yeah, man. We, we got it going on over here. This show, this show is undeniably the best show on, on YouTube. And we getting that knowledge out. There are, some, there are some doubters of my message. But I never see them monetizing their hate. <laughs> I never see them monetizing their hate. That's important. They just be out there shouting from the cheap seats. Shout out to Macaroni Tony. He says, Wiggy, Wiggy, Wiggy. Oh, Wiggy, Wiggy, Wiggy. Jam on it. Oh, man. Jam on it. Jam on it. Jam on it. Oh, my goodness. This old ninja. All right. I'm old with you, too, brother. She says, show you right. I forgot about that, man. That was everybody's intro breakdancing song. That was the breakdancing song. 
where you got your cardboard out. Everybody point at you and they be like pop locking. They like, ninja, I'm about to get your ass. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give me that right there. Mm-hmm. Pop it up. Yeah, jam on it. <laughs> All right. All right, shout out to, uh, oh, by the way, you will still see some Mexicans dancing to that right now. You can still find some Mexicans dancing to that right now. They love old school music. You go to the hood, you go to the barrio, they still playing music from, they still playing like, I'm not your puppet. They be playing zap. More bounce to the ounce. They be wearing that shit out. <laughs> all right. Anyway. All right. Latinos love old shit. <laughs> you can go right now and release that. And they still playing it right now. Bumping it. Uh, riding the old Chevy Impala. Just don't, 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 don't. <laughs> Shout out to them, man. Them brothers don't let no music die. They don't let no music die. We, we, we let music die. You know, brothers let music die. Oh, man, what? The Lil Wayne? That shit is old, son. Yep, cutie pie. They be bumping cutie pie. Cutie pie, you're the reason why. They don't let music die at all. We let music die, man. That Lil Wayne shit is old, man. He washed. What? All right, NWA Ice Cube, he washed. Not with Mexicans. Mexicans be listening to music. They will roll that shit back. Give me some old school, homie. <laughs> All right. Yo, man. Yep, they be playing war. Yeah, dude. They, I love it, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it, man. Shout out to my brothers there. Speaking of, El Santo says, here are some for the pot. Goat rent is due out here, man. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Yes, indeed. I got to get to the show, though. All right. All right. Yeah, man. They appreciate good. Like, music never dies with them. They, Latinos is like music is forever. Like nobody's watched. <laughs> they will go to the concert. Hey, I went to the uh, How the West Was One concert a couple years ago in Irvine. And um, it was uh, Ice Cube, WC, DJ Quick. You know, those people. Those people are the, what, what I want to call the gangster rap era. And uh, it was all Mexicans. It was all Latinos. It was some black folks. But the majority of the crowd there was Latino ninjas. All right. They was in there throwing up the W. <laughs> they was like, all right, Cypress Hill and shit. Like, they'll never let it die. It's all good. <laughs> anyway, shout out to everybody in Orange County. All right. And shout out to my Latino brothers. We're brothers in this in the spirit. <laughs> he said, I'm listening to the Shalabar right there. Yeah, man. Hey, black folks, man, don't let your music die. All right. And if you think it's dead, go to a barrio. They still bumping it. All right. They will still bump it like it's brand new. All right. Anyway, where are we at here with today's show? I think we have. What do we have here? A short doom and gloom segment. A short doom and gloom segment. Doom and Gloom, CGA, this is going to be a short one, and uh, I don't have much doom to report today, but I do have doom for single mothers and stay-at-home moms. I'm sorry to report, 
But Tyson, the company of chicken, as allegedly chicken, has recalled 300,000 pounds of dino-shaped chicken nuggets. I mean, this is going to be a problem. I don't know what you Costco shoppers and you Sam Clubbers and you mothers, mac and cheese, applesauce, graham crackers, dino chicken nugget, the lazy mamas that don't want to feed their kids hot dogs, whose kids don't eat nothing but chicken nuggets. What are you going to do, brother? All right, I don't know what you're going to do for meal prep this week. All the single mammies out here, all right, all the single mammies out here, what are y'all single mothers going to do with the fun, dinosaur-shaped chicken nuggets being recalled? Look at this. Oh, my goodness. Not the fun nuggets. Man, y'all going to have to start feeding your kids soup today. What's next? Tater tots? I mean, this is going to be an absolute disaster. And don't let them uh, cancel macaroni and cheese. It's a wrap. These women ain't going to know what to do with their kids. Hot Pockets next. All right, come on, man. This is out of control. Tyson, Tyson, what is in these Donald Chicken Nuggets that ain't got y'all to cancel? And uh, What is 30K? What, 30,000 what? How many pounds? 30,000 pounds of Dino Chicken Nuggets? All right, man, these kids ain't going to eat this week. These kids ain't going to eat, right? I don't know what they're going to do. Fun nuggets. Yeah, that sounds crazy, man. These kids are going to be starving out here. I guess some of you, I guess it's back to Tombstone Pizzas, ladies. That's what y'all got this uh, coming up here. All right, what are they going to do? They can't feed your kid cardboard anymore. You might have to get the veggies, get the veggies out. They're going to be in a bind out here. I mean, Pop-Tarts for dinner today. Pop-Tarts for dinner. <laughs> All right, let's talk into this particular story. Last doom and gloom right here. Apparently, this is a guy that reports on stuff. It says Ukrainian psychologist says that 70% of his clients are men who at the start of the war took their wives to a safe place in Europe and came back to the Ukraine to fight only for their wives to ditch them for European husbands. Damn. Say it ain't so. It says right here, and their women, he says, then their women out of the country into, is there a video here? Oh, there's just a picture. There's no video. Okay. All right. We don't need no video to explain it. Um, If anybody remembers at the beginning of the war, yeah, we saw those wonderful things, all the women, all the husbands packing their wives up, putting them on trains, and then Ukrainian, Ukraine calling them back, come fight. All right. But uh, I've seen a lot of these women at the junior college as well, all right? These fake blondes and these tall, long Eastern European women, all right? They was out there text messaging Russians, rolling in tanks. All right, these hoes ain't loyal. What is it called? Spoils of war. Spoils of war, and this is part of it. Women are indeed one of these spoils of war. You have land resources and women. Mm. Women, women, women. It is what it is. Uh, yo, hope will be taken and Jody will get your girl no matter what, even if it's not Jody and you move your guys. I always say, um, out of sight, out of mind. Women will not be women. I will not be loyal just cause you out there fighting to the death. All <laughs> right. You like, honey, I'm fighting for the death. I hope you love me eternally. And I hope you keep that peace leave on ice. Nope. That peace leave boiling. Just They leave you, and it's safe. Peace leave boiling. Yeah. Mm. All right. It is what it is. And when you are in wartime, gentlemen, count your girl as good as gone. Count them. Mm. 
Counter girl is good as gone. They're never faithful in the wartime. They will be taken by the new man, the new leader, and the new stable person. They often send you out. You're good as dead once you go out there and, and serve and protect and break a ninja's neck. All right, so, um, yeah, man, it is what it is. Listen, I have to tell you what it is, but a lot of men can't handle it. They was like, man, my girl, my, my, my Natasha, my Olga, she gone, legs up. And by the way, by the way, she was already 10 toes up right when you dropped her ass off. Mm. Women thrive on two things. That is safety and security. If there is no safety and security, you cannot have your girl. It is what it is. Yikes. Somebody said it's natural. This is as natural as uh, black ninjas and fat white women. I mean, this is like moss to a flame. Like moss to a flame. Like this is an automatic. It's a slam dunk. All right. But anyway, that's a little doom and gloom. Hey, now they don't know how to no longer deal with them. You know what I mean? Hope they didn't have child support in the Ukraine. All right. But hopefully they don't have child support because you could just assume that these ninjas going to get on child support. But uh, yeah, you send your girl out. She going to get throttled in this world. That's doom and gloom for the day. As we used to say, somebody just reminded me, this is natural as white on rice. It's as natural as flies on shit. All right, that's what it is. All right, this is natural as ninjas and fat white girls. You know, it is what it is. This is natural. It goes together. Goes together like bees and honey. All right, it is what it is. Girls, women are spoils of war. Spoils of war. You know what I mean? They're no, they've never been any different at any time in this world. I know we, listen, we look at women as new, okay? They get to do things now and have yobs. Ah, uh, she's not yours. It's just your turn. <laughs> All right, so what are we doing here? Uh, what are we doing? Stra- Let's do Straggle and Sniggle Theater. How about we do that and then get the show moving? Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky. Come get high with me. That's a deal, right? Ride. Straggle and Sniggle Theater is back. One of the better part of the shows because it's funny and I get to warm up. Let's take it to the first Straggle and Sniggle. Um, apparently, uh, this... I don't know if these are skits, but listen, we can play skits on Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Uh, this looks like a group of girls, and they're playing a game. I have no idea where they're calling up an ex-boyfriend to get back, and uh, this would happen. Hello? Hey, can, can we talk for a sec? Uh, yeah, I guess. What's up? Um, I know we've been through ups and downs, but I still really have feelings for you. <laughs> You're joking. No, what like, am I just am I just supposed to overlook the fact that you fucked my dad? Fuck you. Oh my. Oh no, I think she Oh man. All right, shout out to daddy. Damn, daddy. Hey man, a lot of people don't know this goes down like this. It goes down in the DMs. You know what I mean? Did you guys see it, man? You know, she been at the JUCO. And a lot of you ninjas be arguing me left and right. Yeah, man, I think this is somewhat of a real thing. Yeah. Do you just want me to overlook the fact that you went 10 toes up with my daddy? Okay, daddy. Yeah. It happens. It happens. It happens. You know, on the internet, it happens. And certainly in real life, it happens. Yeah, man. Wowzer. Hello? Hey, can, can we talk for a sec? Uh, yeah, I guess. 
What's up? Um, I know we've been through our ups and downs, but I still really have feelings for you. <laughs> You're joking. No, what like... Am I, just, am I just supposed to overlook the fact that you fucked my dad? Fuck you. Oh, man. Man, shout out to her, man. And she did a good thing. You know what I mean? She did a good thing. I'm sure she got a bind fixed in the meantime, you know? <laughs> it's odd out here. Uh, let's take you to this woman. Oh, we have a real redhead. All right, nothing like a red, real redhead. She even has the red eyelashes. Oh, my. All right, now we're talking. This is a real porcelain princess. No, you never find really redheads that have the albino eyelashes, but this is a real one. This is an authentic fire crotch. All right, what does she have to say? Oh, she looks like she's saying something important, too. She got her fingers like this. All right, she's holding the mic. But, you know, when you people have fingers like this, they're telling you something important. You know, all right, what does she have to say? Let's go ahead and roll it. It says, did you know that sex before marriage is not prohibited in the Bible? Oh, my goodness. Okay. Oh, the humanity. I'm willing to listen here. I'm willing to listen to the fire crotch. All right, here we go. Did you know that sex before marriage is not prohibited or even referred to as a sin, not even one time in the Bible? <laughs> what? In fact, most of the passages used today to condemn premarital sex are actually not talking about sex before marriage. They're talking about sex outside of marriage. Those passages are talking about infidelity. Let's look at some examples. Hebrews 13.4, consider sex outside of marriage to be immoral. 1 Corinthians 6, we are not to have sex with or attach ourselves to anyone we are not married to. 1 Corinthians 7, each man should have sex with his own wife and each woman with her own husband. The emphasis on these passages and others like them is on the sexual behavior of someone in a marriage, not the sexual behavior of someone before they're married. In fact, the main passage with clear laws around sex is Leviticus 18, where sex is prohibited with women on their periods, with another person's spouse, with animals, or men with men, which we talk about in another video. Premarital sex is never mentioned. Weird. Now, for some context, sex in antiquity was predominantly reserved for marriage anyways, for several reasons, but here's three. First, there's no contraception, so even if you were a teen mom, you couldn't even monetize it yet. Second, women were expected to be virgins when they got married. Now, their virginity was not tied to religion, which is ironic because it often is today. Their virginity was a socioeconomic expectation and tradition. If she had had sex before marriage, her dowry literally decreased. And third, men were required to marry the women they had sex with, even if it was through sexual assault. None of these things are true anymore, so where did the idea of premarital sex as sin come from? More in part two. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Next caller. Okay. I mean, I just have to say, you know, just for purposes here. What that mean? Okay. You know, everybody has their own interpretation of the Bible, normally based on their own activity out here or hotivity. Now, I'm going to probably say this is false. I'm going to probably say this is not accurate again. As I said in the earlier show, I am not a Bible scholar. I'm not a Bible scholar, but I know this is probably not right. Now, what she might be misconstruing or conflating, I'm not sure, but she might not be putting together as a porcelain princess a dingbat, if you will. And, of course, I, I want to see what the active participation of this. Uh, 4,000 likes. All right, it's not viral. Now, watch this. What she might be misunderstanding to an extent 
is sex outside of marriage. Right? She might be misinterpreting this part right here. Sex outside of marriage, which she's saying if you have sex before marriage, which would be premarital. I know the Bible says premarital. Premarital sex. Then there's the issue of what is a marriage, which the marriage is sex in the Bible. Marriage is sex. Once you have sex with a woman, you must marry her. Now, the outside of marriage part is where you might get it mixed up, okay? Where she's saying she's assuming sex outside of marriage means that the people are married and then outside of that marriage is the adulterous sex, which is forbidden, which is true. Even in the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not cover another man's wife. But I think she said outside of marriage, assuming that the two people are married, which the marriage is through sex. But the problem is premarital sex. She's saying outside of marriage, but you can have sex and not be married and have sex outside of the context of marriage. I think that's where she's got it screwed up. And I don't know if you guys can understand me. She's using marriage as it's already married. So sex outside of the marriage is forbidden, but not fornication. But sex outside of marriage, you haven't been married. It's still considered sex outside of marriage. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? It's a little tongue twister that we have where we're trying to say English. We're trying to translate English and, you know, the Bible scrolls and the Dead Sea Scrolls. She's saying sex outside of marriage, which is true, but she's actually looking at it from a different perspective. Premarital sex is still sex outside of marriage. Do you understand? I, I, that's what I mean. Premarital sex is still sex outside of the concept of marriage. She's saying sex outside of marriage within a marriage. You see what I mean? That's what she's saying here. I want you to listen. I want you to listen to her. That's what she said. You see what I mean? Let me, let me go ahead and let her say it again so she can, you can figure it out. Because she's only saying, oh, it only counts if you're in marriage. So outside of that marriage, that's when it counts. They're not talk that's when it that's what the Bible's talking about. But I'm saying, I'm saying premarital sex is still sex outside of marriage. And she didn't, I don't know if she didn't put that two together, because I'm pretty sure uh, fornication is forbidden. Which fornication is sex outside of marriage. And so she's saying it only counts if you're married to be outside of marriage. And I'm saying, no, not really. You could have sex outside of marriage and never be married. Let, let me go in here right here. Let me let her say it again. Did you know that sex before marriage is not prohibited or even referred to as a sin, not even one time in the Bible? What? In fact, most of the passages used today to condemn premarital sex are actually not talking about sex before marriage. They're talking about sex outside of marriage. There it is right there. You see that? There, there is her point. They're talking about sex outside of marriage. So she just wiped out fornication. But she's talking about sex outside of marriage. Then she just put the two people in marriage, which is quite confusing. Because there's no legal marriage. In the Bible, it pretty much says once you have sex with the one and get to know them, you're essentially married. So it is quite confusing. I think she got it half right. She's got it half right. There is a right in this, but the way she got it, she kind of twisted it a little bit where she said sex outside of marriage. So really pay attention to people. Uh, this is why 
really a, a good, strong church, a group group of people. She sounds like she's a church herself, right? And she just said, "Oh, I'm gonna just come, I'm gonna just run with this." So I think she took an L trying to make sense of something, but it was a half sense. It was it was not all the way there. But I understand what she tried to did there. But she tried to fool everybody else with a little bit of self interpretation. She, she she just switched it. All right. This would be like moving the goalposts essentially. All right, so anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway, what are we doing here? Uh-oh. All right, uh, we got a gentleman in the gym here. Uh, he's going to deadlift. All right, let me see what he's got right here. Uh, he's going to get after it today, and let's go ahead and take a chance. Holy fuck. Man. Oh, my. Oh. Wow. Man, hey, man, to each their own. Uh, this is interesting. This is definitely interesting there. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I definitely would be, this would be an interesting setup if I was live there. I would be like, what the hell is going on? I would be sitting there like, wait a minute. Uh, but deadlifting, tippy toe deadlifting is a thing, I suppose. And uh, it is what it is. And uh, let's give him some theme music real quick just to let him know. Hey, man, we, hey, listen, it's all love. But, hey, he's lifting a lot of weight, you have to say. I don't think those are fake weights. But did this ninja do a little Peter Pan afterwards? Oh, man. Boy, I tell you, man. All right, I tell you. This definitely went viral. Oh, man, he ain't having it, boy. He ain't having it. Hey, man, this ain't my gym. I'm going to tell you this right now. But he is powerlifting right now. I'll tell you, man. He did get into it. <laughs> uh, let me see the tippy-toe afterward. I got to see the tippy-toe. Hold up. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is crazy, man, right here. Oh, uh-oh. That back about to get blown out. Uh-oh, wait. Let, that back. That, wait a minute. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. All right, his back going to get blown out in multiple ways if he keep lifting like that. All right, that's not pretty good, man. That back is about to go out. That back about to go out. All right, we're going to take you, speaking of virgins, we're going to take you to another version. And uh, this version says that she wants to save herself for marriage. As we were talking about premarital outside of marriage, trying to get our confusion on. This woman says she wants to save herself for her husband. All right, here we go. Here we go. An anal virgin. I am. I actually. <laughs> you said that. I am because I feel like I want to save that for marriage. Ah, I don't know. Is that weird to say? No. But I'm like, I want them to have something left of me. Oh my god! What? I didn't mean it to come off like that. I just that meant. I don't know. Are you and that's you. It's bad out here, man. It's bad out here. Now we giving up anal virgin. Now they're saving their anal for marriage. And that's you. Man, it's bad out here. Send it. Send it. She said, I feel like I want to save that for my husband. And that's you. We gone. We got different women out here. They different out here. She ain't had the banana up the tailpipe. 
Oh, thank you, honey, for saving that. I had to save something for you, honey. All right. And that's you. <laughs> oh, man. Are you an anal virgin? I am. I test that out. I test that out. I definitely would test that out. She definitely on the flatback Kaylee farm. I, yeah. I test them legs out. All right. I'm folding. All right. But uh, let's see. Anal virgins now. Oh, boy. I actually. <laughs> Your face. You said that. I am. I because I feel like I want to save that for marriage. Oh, man. Ninja, y'all in trouble out here, bae. They saving the Duke shoot for marriage now. Now they saving the Duke shoot for marriage. <laughs> this is a cold, evil. It's an evil world we live in. All right, honey, you can have a Duke shoot. I mean, but uh, the Punani been ran through more times than the Holland Tunnel. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> y'all guys, man, I feel bad for y'all youngins out here, man. I hope and wish for the best for you out here. You guys got to survive some way. That's Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Hey. With me, if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky, come get high with me. That's a deal, right? Yeah, uh, it's cold, cold world out here, but man, I want y'all to hold on. There's still a lot of women out here in the world, man. There's still a lot of women, but a lot of them are tapped resources, if you will. Let me see what's going on over here. Ah, man, <laughs> it's a cold world. Some of y'all trying to get y'all first piece of uh, snail trail. But now they holding out on the Duke shoot on the sugar daddies. I'm like, I can't get the Duke shoot. No, I want to save that for marriage, daddy. All right. Okay. Okay, daddy. Him, daddy. All right. Daddy says it's okay. We're going to jump up here. We're going to go to pay pizzle and the bizzle. And who do we got up here? I think this is a guy. He says, uh, okay. All right. Hold on for a second. All right. Right, 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 right. Okay. All right. He's telling me, okay, I got you. Um, Hmm. But what? Yeah, it's a little bit. Okay. All right. I got to do something here. All right. He, he sent me a PayPal. It was kind of like, don't read out loud ish. So what I'm going to have to do is switch over to a different screen. But I appreciate you, uh, Dimzilla. That's what we'll call you there. All right. We got a couple more here. We're going to roll it out here. Shout out to Lyndon H. He says the Juco. Be Liddy. Free agent lifestyle for life. It's hard to go back. Once you go to the dark side, it's hard to go back. All right, it is. And a lot of ninjas that say they ain't been on the dark side, they've been on the dark side. Shout out to Kalen. He says, what's up, coach? I was thinking we should put the Matt Walsh, Ben Shapiro's, and Tony Gaskins of the world under polygraph to see. Oh, under polygraph. Okay, a lie detector, AK for, AK also known as a lie detector, to see if they really think their marriages are that great. He says, I thank you, coach, for being more realistic on marriage for men than these guys could ever be. Yeah, they're only going to tell a half truth, right? They tell, a half. listen, the other part is I don't listen to all their content. So the clips that I've seen of these gentlemen, they don't tell the entire truth of marriage. Marriage is hard. It's not easy. Um, and you must tell your women in your life that are pushing relationships and marriage that this is not going to be easy. It's going to be the hardest thing you ever did. So you want to make it hard for them. Well, she wants to make it hard for you, but you want to make it seem like it's not easy. Oh, it's just easy. We get together. We get along. We get together. We commit. It's easy. We forsake all other people. 
we live together, we build. It's not that easy. It's not that easy. Women are child mind. They're child minded. So it's easy because they feel good about it. And women tend to make promises when they feel good. Right. And they make worse decisions when they feel bad. So we always tell men, never make a promise when you feel good. Never make a decision or a conscious decision or a life changing decision when you feel bad. Right. Those are those are not the way you uh, go about life because you will find that you will make a mistake. But women tend to want to feel good. When they feel good, they want to go all in. They want to make a lifelong commitment. They want to make a promise. I promise to, and I promise to. And that's not how you do life. As a mature man, man, we supposed to guide and instruct women. All right, I see you're feeling good. Let's not make promises that you can't keep. Okay, you're making promises only because. Now, let's, let's get it to where when you don't like me, can you make those promises? Yeah. All right. Anyway, shout out to Kevin W says, what is the over under of someone pissing off coach today? He says, I got another nickname for you. Although it's not as good as the other it's the destroyer of hope, (laughs) the destroyer of hope, which I'll agree to because hope is not a strategy. All right. As a guy that has lived a few years, uh, hoping will get you nowhere. Mm. Hoping will get you nowhere. It is not a strategy. Paul K. Needed that respect reminder, W coach, shout out to you. If you are in a marriage and you're feeling disrespected, she doesn't love you. So make sure you adjust accordingly and you must command respect. All right, command respect, not demand respect. You command respect. So thus, you must be a person worthy of respect and they should be able to see it and make a decision to respect you. But asking a.k.a. demanding respect is not going to get you respect at all. All right, so you guys got to understand the difference. Command respect. And if they choose to not respect you, choose to reject their love. It is It is what it is. Reject their love offering. It is not worth it. All right, respect is of the utmost priority. This is not just in relationships. This is in friendships and all of these things. But you cannot, ladies, if you're late, you cannot love a man if you don't respect him. And and disrespect, open disrespect and blatant disrespect is a prime example of lack of love. And I'll give you some I'll give you some examples later on. All right. Shout out to Jacob says, coach, uh, how do we make sure we are always leading with respect when dealing with women? This goes for outside of relationships as well. One thing that guy make guys make mistakes is that when we. In the modern concept of relationships, this might not, a lot of people might not agree with this, but we're trying to be their friend. We try to enter, we try to entertain them. We try to meet them at the bottom, right? At the bottom of the, at, at the low level of maturity where, where we try to entertain them. Let me, let me show you a good time. Let me make sure you're happy. Let me tell you a snappy joke. Let me use some quick wit. This is all elementary juvenile behavior. Now, not saying you can't be laxed, but here's a rule if you're ever a teacher, a manager, a boss, law enforcement, everybody knows this, that has ever led. If you came in soft, it is hard to correct them after you came in soft. So the cool teacher in the room, 
Lots of cool teachers tried to be super cool with a class at the start of the semester, and then they lost their class, and they tried to establish order and rule. Then it's too late. It's hard to do that. It's hard to establish respect after the fact, after you lowered yourself to wrestle in the mud with them to try to make them happy and, and make them laugh and sniggle. It's hard to do that. Now, now, if you came in a little heavy-handed or commanded respect and you establish order up front, then you can lax but bring it back to order. You can lax, then bring it back to order. So you can lax and, be, and then bring it down a notch, turn the temperature down. But what they'll, you'll try to do is come in with the temperature simmering and then you want a quick boil when you need to fix the bullshit. Nope. Nope, no, 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 no. Nah, man, I try to not come in with that goofy shit. And it works, guys. This is a strategy that works with me. It's not that I come in hardcore, but I come in indifferent. I come in and I come in focused. I come in and I'm like, all right, this ain't going to be no entertainment bullshit. <laughs> From the jump. This is going to be, we're here to get to know each other, establish the rules and boundaries. That's what we're doing. All right, I'm not about to take you up here and then bring you down and up and down or take you up here and entertainment and fun and all this juvenile and then now try to pull it back because you cannot, it's the same with kids. You cannot set the tone after the fact. And AMS, shout out to AMS, used to call it the dancing monkey syndrome where you go out and you tap dance and you ha 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 and sniggle and you know, <laughs> homie lover friend. Now, in, in, in a lot of cases, it works. But those don't work for a long time. You will find that she'll lose respect for you after a while. All right, the court gesture and all these, this is not, a, this is not good. What you're going to end up doing is when you see each other, be child talking to each other. You'll be like, oh, hi, Snookums, hi, Punny Pudding Pop and all that. Hi, Sugar Bear. Hi. You're going to be acting like junior high school. And I'm like, bitch, I, this ain't junior high with me. I got stuff to do. I got grown people stuff to do. This ain't junior high school type relationship. Now, if you want that lovey-dovey and you have to set the tone early with them and it has to be stern. It has to be stern. Now, if you want that old partner equal bullshit and lovey-dovey, oh, snookums, honey pie, sugar bum. All right, I'm addicted to you. I love you. I can't live without you. I think of you. Absence make the heart grow fonder. I can't stop. Man. Ooh, shit. Yeah. If you want that, go with, go with it. You can have them, but those are juvenile relationships. Those aren't those aren't adult relationships. What's going to happen is long enough, two people, one of you guys are going to have to become an adult. You're going to have to become an adult. Like times are going to get tough. You have to establish order. You need to make a hard decision. You need to survive. Rent is due. Then you'll have to become an adult. And I guarantee you that relationship is going to go south. Soon as one or other both become an adult. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be real quick. All right, so anyway. Yeah, the nice guy game and all that. Yeah, I mean, it, it works. But as soon as a decision needs to be made, one of y'all going to be like, why are you so hard? Why are you so mean on me? All right, and it's going to crash and burn that relationship. It's going to be roasting. <laughs> Crazy. Anyway, shout out to... No government. Oh, by the way, and if you come in like that and the woman doesn't mature, she stays juvenile in the brain. A lot of women stay juvenile in the brain, meaning that they never mature up to, like they have a slow maturity. 
like age-wise, they gain 10 years, but they're still in their mind 23. I played a video of a woman saying that, right? And this, this is common because they tend to not have to mature. Now, maturity is not behavior. I'm, I'm giving a class here. Take notes. Maturity is not behavior. So a woman can act, act mature doesn't mean she's mature. She could dress up in her work suit and go do work and, and send emails. That's not maturity. Similarly, people uh, confuse maturity for uh, behavior uh, for uh, middle school girls and boys. Where the girls will be like, where the teacher will be like, okay, class, everybody be quiet. And the girls are sitting there like this, crisscross applesauce, attentive, apple on the desk. I'm ready, teacher. And the boys are still acting up about what they did on the playground. And everybody will say the girls are more mature than the boys. No, the girls are ruled by social norms and fear. <laughs> they are going to, they don't want to get suspended and they don't want to be called out for bad behavior. They don't want to be showcased as, hey, Tammy, stop acting stupid. They don't want to do that. So they're guided by fear. So they're quick to snap, snap to it. And they don't want everybody in the social room to think they're the bad one. So they're, that's not maturity. That's just behavior. That's just behavior. They're behaving a certain way to avoid criticism, being called out, having the spotlight on them for acting stupid. That's not maturity. And I trust me, I've worked in education many, many years. People confuse that, that too. So a woman can act mature she could, with her behavior, but she could still be goofy in the brain and juvenile, meaning that she was 23 when you met her. Now she's 38. She still thinks she's 23 or 25. She never really takes control like she's 30, 38, right? But she can behave in a mature manner. Talking about behavior and actual maturity, those are two different things. And if you're with a woman that does that, and then you mature, you actually mature with responsibility. You mature with your behavior, and she's still juvenile in the brain. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. It ain't going to work. <laughs> All right? So anyway, yeah, it's manipulation too. So when they start behaving, I'm listening, teacher. That's manipulation. They want the teacher to think they're good. I mean, that's all it is. So trust me, I've seen this happen over and over again many, many years, and everybody will be like, see, the boys are out of control. They lack maturity, and the girls are more mature. No, they just listen. They just listening, and they don't want to be called out in front of the class. Boys don't give a shit about being called out in front of the class. I was one of them dudes in class, <laughs> right? Teacher called me out. I ain't even doing shit. They just see me. They'd be like, Gregorio. I'd be like, what? Stop talking. I'm like, I ain't talking. If you talk again, you're going to get a name on the board. Okay, put my name on the board. <laughs> right? And so when female teachers don't know what to do. All right, Gregorio. They take the chalk and they be writing it all hard, cursive, and then they hit the dot and be like, all right. So what? <laughs> I'm going to give you a check mark if you talk again. Give me a check mark. She take the chalk, check. <laughs> Two checks, you're out of this class. Give it to me. Check. All right. Listen, girls will never do that. Girls will never challenge authority. They'll never give a, you know what I mean? They'll never not give a fuck. You'll be like, man, put two checks. Send me out. You know what I mean? <laughs> Girls will never do that behaviorally. Therefore, people confuse that with maturity. That's just behavior. They just scared of the teacher. A lot of guys ain't scared of these old turkey, uh, chicken arm ass, turkey arm ass teachers. You'd be like, put a check. And call my mama. <laughs> <laughs> 
But a lot of people will see that as immature. But what that is, is that's early signs of probably that guy, depending on, might be the most successful person in society. I'm going to just touch you. I'm going to just let you know. I'm going to give y'all a blue chip here. Watch this. That guy, that guy, probably going to be a six-figure guy by the time he hit 25. As they say, the C students hire the A students. That guy considers what, what the teacher can't do is challenge him. They can't do anything. He can't, the teacher can't entertain them. The kid know on a certain level he's smarter than the teacher and can probably prove it. He knows the teacher is a loser. In many cases, the teacher is a loser. You just don't figure it out until after high school. When I got into education, I realized the teachers are the losers. And I was like, damn. I was like, you thought the teachers were the winners. They was the goddamn losers, all right, in most, in most cases in life. So then when you know it, a guy that knows it early on, you're like, man, this, this person can't tell me nothing, right? This person's an incompetent individual. And then guess what? He doesn't conform. He paints outside the lines. He's more likely to be successful financially. If he doesn't get into criminal activity, he's more likely to be establishing a business, take risk, challenge authority, not conform, and do his own shit. He'll make more money out here than these goddamn A students listening. Than any of the girls in that class right here. All the girls in the class are going to be making 25K a year for 10 years. That ninja that said, give me two check marks, is pro- if he doesn't get involved in crime or gains, he's going to make may more money than that teacher by the time he touched 28. <laughs> All right, so anyway, it's, it's what it is. I'm just letting you know. Now, if he just goofy, just dumb and, and, and all that, that, that's a different story. But that, that's the public school indoctrination camp. They're trying to indoctrinate you. The guy has a sense of, this is too much for me. This is not even, nobody's challenging me in here. These little worksheets, hey, do your worksheet. Man, them little worksheets ain't gonna do shit. You're just giving me busy work. <laughs> You're just giving me busy work. I'll do your little worksheet. It's due by the end of class. Whatever. <laughs> right? So anyway, the C students hire the A students. That's how it works. The C students hire the A student. If you look at any entrepreneur, more than likely he was a C student. Very rarely was an A student. Very, I mean, there's, there's cases where you got tech, but even the tech people were college dropouts. They were the C students at Stanford. They were the C students at Stanford, most of these tech guys. All right, so it's kind of it's how it works. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> All right, I got to get back to the show because... I do be going off the rails sometimes, but sometimes the Lord be speaking through me. All right, so uh, let's go right here. Uh, what are we doing here? Women being honest. We don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Women being honest. All right, uh, let's hear it. I got like several clips of women being somewhat honest, or are they? There should be a question mark. All right, this is an example of, um, this is quite the example of, of uh, it says right here, what to say when you don't want to tell your age. Now, of course, they say men be liars out here. Men are such liars. They never tell the truth. But this is an example of about three or four things that we can name off the top of my head that women will not tell the truth about. Like you can ask them. They'll say men are liars. Okay, how old are you? 
Well, you'll never at you'll hear that response. Okay, uh, how many sex partners you have? <laughs> how much you weigh? They don't want. They don't want to tell you. Now they've asked you these same questions, and you answer them. You ask them, and it's somewhat like this. So let's go ahead and play the clip here. What to say when you don't want to tell your age? There's what to say when someone is asking you your age and you do not feel like telling them. Now, I personally don't think this question is rude, especially if it's coming from a friend in a casual setting or if someone wants to know because they just want to give you a compliment. But this was a requested topic, so we're going to cover it anyway. First option keeps things vague with a little bit of dry humor mixed in. You can say, older than I was when you asked me, or I'm old enough to vote, drink, and run for president of the United States. Second option is to put the ball back in the other person's court and ask them, why do you want to know? If they respond with, oh, I'm just curious, you can respond with one of the answers we covered before. Third option is to be direct and say that you prefer not to answer that question. You can simply say, I prefer not to answer that right now. Or, I'm not big on telling my age, especially in settings like this. That kind of response is firm, but also shows that this is just a personal preference of yours and won't leave any room for debate or argument about it. Versus a more defensive response like, well, that's a rude question to ask, or you should never ask a woman her age, which can be met with more hostility and questioning as to what the big deal even is. This is one of those things that can go both ways depending on the context and the setting of the situation that you're in. These were helpful. If this is a question that you get asked a lot and don't feel like answering, let me know what you think. I'll let Reverend X let me know what you think. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Next caller. Okay, so this is a good starting point. This is a good educational tool for us to use here. We don't have to criticize the long necked individual, but I would put two hands around that neck and it will be fun for me and for her. Now, this is what we're talking about. This is a simple question. Should be met with a simple answer. Now, when women say men may be out here playing games, well, this isn't a game. This is an example of games women play right off the rip. Right off the rip. Now, if you met her on a dating app, you might almost get an 80% chance to know what her real age is. But now here's the next problem. Women are also claimed to be great at communication. We're better at communication than men, except the fact that that you can't even answer my basic questions. Your basic questions are met, met with all kind of uh, ju- verbal gymnastics, word salad, games, manipulation, Jedi mind tricks, hurdles, obstacles, hoops. Mm. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Man, let me move the conversation on. And this does not increase the conversation. This creates anxiety for me. This, is, this makes me anxious. Women make me anxious in general just because they like to communicate a lot. I'm like, you talk too much. All right, but what are we doing? This is actually outrageous. This is a simple question, simple answer. This can move things along. This could create relatability and so forth. But goodness, We can't get a simple answer on age. We got to have a video that has to go through all of these things to jump around. And then, look, the best answer is forever 21. All right, I'm forever 29. I'm 29 plus 10. Like, and why are you always young? All right, listen, where's the metaphiles in the building? If she's 21, well, hello. Sounds like we got the junior college here. Hi, my name is Haley. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me, they always throw in fits. 
shout out to Kaylee. You notice that a lot of things they do is to mimic youth. And then they call you a metaphile when you just go for the younger version. Well, let me just take a real young girl, not a girl that looks like she's young or act like she's young or tries to age like she's young or tries to go out there doing a stanky leg like she's young. Like, what are we doing? But guys, this is this is like this is get this is the stuff that frustrates men. But in their world, they think this is funny. You know, they think this whole create little mystery. Listen, man. We just can't have that. I thought they were the honest kind. They're not honest at all. They're not honest. All right, what about this? Uh, let's see if she's honest at all. Uh, many men have been this guy. How many men have been this guy? Let's go ahead and pop her up on the screen. She says it's okay to leave the good guy. And that's you. All right, AKA the starter husband, the simp. And that's you. All right, the guy that married her and saved her from the damn streets. And that's you. In the streets. All right, the guy that's doing what he's supposed to do, but he's boring. And that's you. All right, the guy that laid his life on the line. It's okay to drag the good guy. Let's go ahead and play this right here. Let's let her go. So I thought I'd talk for just a minute about this divorce that I'm going through. Um, cause I'm sure just like I found some relatable advice through here, other people might relate to me. Um, so I was married for 10 years. I got married young. I was 21, barely like three days, 21. Um, already had a baby. <laughs> Jesus, so bad. Oh, the humanity. All right, so you see where this is going right here. So she was young. She tried to throw out, I was young and dumb, but you weren't dumb enough to push a baby from between your legs. All right, you weren't dumb enough to actually not have a hatchling. All right, you actually had another man put a baby in you. All right, and you hatched it. Not only that, then you get married to the simp. And that's you, you. got married to the ninja who saved your ass out here. All right, so now you stayed 10 years with the simp, and now it's ran out, and you will return to the streets. In the streets. All right, man, I'm going to tell you. It's an evil world we live in. So she was already ran through. She'd been out here fornicating. She out here, single mammy, out here got saved from the streets by the dash you got. that's All right, let's continue. So this is, man, the jokes write themselves sometimes. He was eight weeks old at our wedding, and I remember feeling... Like my marriage was temporary from the beginning. All right, so uh, let's just stop right here. <laughs> let's just stop right here. I'm gonna play it now. I have to interrupt it for educate educate edutainment purposes, Bruh, Somebody says CGA is undefeated. What do I tell you? The marriage, sorry, the divorce is planned at. The wedding. No, I'm not folding her. She she not my she she looks a little too nah. That's not a fold. I mean, I smash if she was sitting on my couch, but the divorce is planned at the wedding. And that's you. I know it sounds hardcore when I say it, because I make it clear for even bonehead, hard-headed ass men. And it, you're hearing my man voice say it. But you're thinking, no way this could be true. But then I find a clip, and shout out to the coach gang and the locals gang. Then I find a clip where the woman says it, and I say, that's what I said. 
right there. The divorce is playing at the wedding. And you're like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, that's what I've been saying. You said, you're, you're thinking I'm saying some malicious, like, she's planning the divorce, like, talking to her attorney, like, planning the shit out. No. In her mind, the divorce is already an, an option. She just said that. Start her husband. Uh, I don't really think I want to do this. I'll go a couple years, see how it is. And if it doesn't work, I'll divorce him. It's right there. Now, I want you to actually look at something else. Look in the back seat. Yeah, video after video after video. It's, it's too obvious. I'm, I say it. I know it's hardcore. I know people believe it. No, but there's an example. I want you to look in the back seat of this car. Look in the back seat. What do you see? Now, remember, she was a single mother 10 years ago when she married a, 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 a stepdaddy, stepdummy at eight weeks, which is weird because she probably was pregnant when she met the second guy. The baby wasn't even in existence when she met and became engaged to the second guy. The second guy became engaged to her prior to the, the wedding. I don't think they had a shotgun. But look at the back seat. What do you see? I see a car seat, which suggests that there is a young child already. So she got a child out of this guy, and she got a recent child from this guy. And guess what she's about to do? She about to... Brain mantis the shit out of this nigga. She got all the babies she needs. She got all the support. She about to get the child support. And he's about to be worth more divorce than married. Guys, man, look. My philosophy, the marriage will, everything that I teach to you, I know it sounds weird if you haven't been through it. But this is another example. This is the bait and switch. So I'll play the clip in its entirety just so you can see it. But I just wanted to hammer home the points that she made that I constantly hammer home. She's proving me right. All right. Not only that, the step dummy scenario right there that you see. You big dummy. Now the child support. Now the praying mantis. You're seeing everything in video after video that I show with you and share with you. So let me go back. We'll play it all the way through. And now she's going to justify leaving the good guy. Leaving the guy that helped me and saved me. All right, so she can return to the streets. All right, are you with me? Yes, this is not just a one-off. A lot of them think this way. Here we go. So I thought I'd talk for just a minute about this divorce that I'm going through. Because um, I'm sure, just like I found some relatable advice through here, other people might relate to me. Um... So I was married for 10 years. I got married young. I was 21, barely, like three days, 21. Um, already had a baby. He was eight weeks old at our wedding. And I remember feeling like my marriage was temporary from the beginning. Like that I wasn't gonna make it. And I didn't know what that feeling was. I just thought it was cold feet, but it kind of manifested itself for the next 10 years. Um, and here we are 10 years later going through a divorce. So he didn't, um, 
he didn't really start this process. I guess it was it was more so me because I was always looking oh. for someone else because I didn't know how to be loved. Or oh my god, man! Hey, listen. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I gotta cut in. I gotta cut in. Are you hearing this? This is why we warn men against marriage. He said, "You're undefeated, coach." Thank you, man. I'm telling you, I'm undefeated out here. This simple thing in her mind seems simple. It doesn't seem like a big deal. It's a big deal, but she's like, yeah, I started it. I'm going to do it. I'm, yeah, I didn't feel like it. I really wasn't in it. I had one foot out. This is why men don't want to get married. Ten years of lies. I mean, this is this is the prime example of what men, this is what men worry about. Because now you put ten years on a line you going to have child support all because she was never in it. She had one foot out the door the entire time. She had you on starter husband. And you signed the dotted line. Sign your name on the dotted line. The lights went out. And bitches started to grind. <laughs> in these streets. Man, Matt Walsh, where you at? The bait and switch. The marriage will is undefeated. Okay. There's nothing in this world that's going to defeat the marriage will as long as women like this exist. Let's let her continue to uh, word salad her way out of this. Here we go. Or how to accept love from somebody. Um, and so while he was fighting for me, I was pushing him away. Oh, man. Um, but I, I never truly accepted happiness. I'm not happy. <laughs> I left the good guy. I left the guy that everybody looks at and is like, that's a dad. That's a husband. That's how it's supposed to be. He did the dishes. He cleaned the house he took the kids to school he worked all day he made good money he supported us um i mean yeah we had our problems but i'm not happy sorry man i gotta cut in because i only heard portions of this i'm just reacting to this live i didn't hear the whole video what have i been telling you guys let me go full screen what have i been telling you gentlemen what have i been telling you Dude, this could easily be, and yes, they haven't had sex in years. Remember, they probably had sex, but not enthusiastic sex. She's had pity sex the entire time she's been checked out. And she went, took it 10 years. They probably been doomed, well, they were doomed from the start. And what do I tell you about chore play? What do I tell you about when women uh, and, and goofy people, yeah, men should help out around the house. I'm saying you're just setting yourself up for divorce. Soon as you start that conversation, you're keeping score. That short play bullshit is just a hidden agenda to extend out the bullshit. And I wish he helped around more and he doesn't help out and I do more around the house. You're just setting yourself up for the divorce. What she's doing is keeping score and that keeping score mentality is not going to change no matter what you do. This is a divorce happening when women start to talk about this chore and I do more physical work and unpaid labor. The divorce is happening. All right, just go ahead and get ready for the divorce. Because no amount of you doing it is going to help. As a, This is an example. She probably complained and complained and complained. And he was doing right, doing right, doing right. And she still skedaddled. 
please. Please. This shit is too easy. I love this job. I'm hopefully I make some money from this job. This is crazy out here, guys. Here we go. Chore play is not a solution. It's just gonna set up your divorce. He was the good guy. So I'm here to tell you it's okay to leave the good guy. Wow. 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 Don't stay because he's the good guy. Sheesh. Leave because he's not the guy for you. Woo-wee! <laughs> Y'all ninjas gonna learn. Y'all ninjas gonna learn. You gonna learn. You're going to learn one way or the other. This is why I'm going to keep doing this until y'all learn. And yes, she's a bad person. Yes. But she's a, she was a woman that said she wanted to get married. A guy thought that this, she was marriage material. Uh, a woman think they're marriage material. Matt Walsh, where you at? This is crazy. And she's a mental, she's a, a lunatic nutcase, uh, as is a lot of women that look like her and is in that age group. She, once they hit about 36, they start going bad mentally. Mentally. They start becoming mentally unstable, zooted, wanting to go party, miss their younger years. They start to do this shit. Um, if you date women like this or marry women like this, then, you know, the long streaking hair blonde, the pseudo princess, princess in her own world. All right. You know, spoiled brat. Never said, nobody ever tells me no. Um, I'm the hottest bitch around and she a basic, basic stock factory issued. If you date married women like this, uh, their minds go bad at 36. All right. 36 is over. And they don't even know who they are. They're still searching for themselves. All right. They, they have no clue. And they're going to wreck your life. Turn it upside down. If you have children with this woman, she's going to be in there suing your ass for the rest of your life. All right. This is nuts. Leave because you have to be happy. Because if is. you don't feel in love, then who cares if he's the good guy? Wow. And that is a harsh reality that I'm facing right now and a lot of scrutiny from a lot of people. Yep. Oh, oh, everybody on your neck. Well, because you're about to you, listen. I, the only way I would support what she's doing. I'm sorry. I got to pause it, man. It's a long video. I'm not just going to play it all the way through. The only way I would support what she what she's doing is if she walked away, left the kids with the father, walked off. And started when and started a new life somewhere else. That's the only way I'll accept her behavior. She went and found happiness, but we know that ain't gonna happen. That ain't gonna happen. She gonna get ten years worth of alimony. She gonna get that child support. She gonna get primary custody of them kids. She gonna fight tooth and fucking nail. She gonna alienate that father from the kids. That's what's gonna happen. And that's where the problem is. If she walked the hell off, what, what will happen is, hey, everybody's better now. Now we got the X factor out. We got the toxic person out of our lives. Now we can actually go and move forward and actually the father can do better for them kids. But that's not what she about to do. She about to play the victim. She about to be in court talking about she was a stay-at-home mom and a primary parent. She going to be hiring lawyers to go through that ninja's finances with a fine-tuned comb. She going to destroy that ninja left and right. She's going to play the court of public opinion and tear that ninja up as a father. That's what she's going to do. That's what she's going to do. And that's the saddest part of it. All right. But I'm telling you, what do I tell you? Men are in love. Women are in business. And you're hearing it right from the horse's mouth. Why the long face? But it's okay to leave the good guy. I hope that helps you because nobody... 
Nobody has looked me dead in the eye and say, it's okay to leave the good guy. Nope. Well, because you're so, wrong. You're dead wrong. There you go. Hope that helps someone. Wow. Man, I'll tell you, man, they colder than the Russian winter. <laughs> they colder than the Russian winter. You think men like me are cold? It's an evil world we live These in. These women like this are cold. I want you to be very cautious. How how long did it take him to figure it out? Ten years. I bet you he could not. I bet you he knew, and I bet you he did everything he can could to make her happy. He certainly sounds like it. She would have said it if he didn't. He tried to please her, make her happy, and nothing worked. She he saw. I talked about this the other day. He saw the disdain that she had, the lack of respect of a man. She, he he saw this every day he came home for 10 years. He saw this every day. He felt it. He felt, remember I told you about marital sex? He felt like he probably was having sex with a prostitute. 90% of the time he laid with her. The other time was probably to produce a child. He probably never felt real enthusiastic sex. And he thought he was doing the right thing, a.k.a. white guys, suburban white guys doing the right thing, thinking that every woman wants a marriage. And he still doesn't know. He probably ain't going to find out for years what happened. Oh, and she cheated on this ninja, right? She cheated on this ninja, and it probably was going to be his fault. She probably going to make it his fault. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always She cheated on this ninja almost the entire marriage with bartenders, bouncers at nightclubs, chads, Tyrone's, all right? I mean, she'd been cheating on this ninja from the beginning. And she literally said he did everything right. He just couldn't make me happy. Oh, man. Oh, man. Sometimes you got to hear it from the horse's mouth. And uh, there's the horse right there. Let these wild horses run free. How do you protect yourself from this? Because there's a lot of guys that won't see this coming. I saw this come. I, it, it happened to me. It happens to a lot of guys. And then we go down in flames. We get blamed. I bet you she dragged him to marriage counseling and her therapist and all of that. Only to end up here. All right, let me get to the next video here. Sad. This is a video I was going to share with you. I finally found it of the man um, of the situation where the man says he has a wife, but he never talks about difficult subjects with her. He always keeps it even. Now, this is Tom Segura, a comedian. He sort of has a, a, I think the Fresh and Fit appeared on their show one time, and I think I broke down the Fresh and Fit, and he played the blue pill, and he has a girlfriend or his wife on the podcast. Anyway, they're not a part of this particular interview. Listen to this, and we'll break it down. Treat women like a 10-year-old, and they'll love you for it. So when you're on a date, don't, for example, talk about politics, economics, <laughs> all those complicated things. Talk about food, sex, partying, she loves going it. on She's vacation. Smiling. He's absolutely up 100% percent really? right. Treat what, women like what, children. What part do you resonate with? What yeah. part makes I sense I think that's the way Tom treated me. Your, your husband. husband yeah. yeah. I think he never brought to me, he never talked about politics with me. Mm-mm. He Mm-mm. never talked about his work. He will come. It was great. Good day. And then we talk about how are the dogs? How was your day, baby? Did you play bridge today? Did you go shopping or did you return? And I thought this guy really loved me. Yeah. Yeah. And so we didn't have to argue. Yeah. yeah. We never have an argument because we didn't have the chance to have an argument. 
Sure. The topics of conversation was me and cleaning the house and taking care of the dog. Mm-hmm. You kept it alive, but it worked for you it guys. It worked. I was a 10 year old and I was happy. Yeah, there you go. And then you just revealed to me the secret. The yeah. secret of my yeah. happiness. Yeah. That's being 10 years old. All right. And so um, I thought that was a good video because uh, even this woman in older age realized, oh, that's what my husband was doing. I often told you that. A lot of people think I'm cold. I'm like, you don't need to talk about politics with women. And in fact, that's the quick way to get them to dismiss you or argue with you. You don't need to argue with women. I never argue with women right now. I'm not having this conversation right with you because first of all, I barely know you. You barely know me. I don't know why we're talking about something this important. Why are we ruining the vibe? Treat them like children. All right. Keep it simple. Keep the topics very light. All right, never go far beyond. And I know a lot of guys want to argue red pill shit with women. You're a moron if you're arguing red pill shit with women. They don't need to know. They don't need to know anything about red pill or what you think about. You don't need they they don't need to know. They don't you don't even need to discuss it. It's a waste of time. It's like talking um it's like me having a conversation with an astrophysicist, right? <laughs> right? I don't, I'm not even in the same conversation. Neither is her politics. Neither is her opinion on anything important. That ain't important. (laughs) It ain't important to me. It ain't important to you. Financial decisions. Financial decisions. They want to talk about financial decisions with you. This ain't in your wheelhouse and it ain't in mine. All right, listen. (laughs) If you want me to handle it, I'll handle it, and you'll probably be better off. If you want to handle it yourself, well, go do some dumb shit. But what I ain't going to do is talk about it with you and then sway your opinion. And then when it work, when it doesn't work, you come back and blame me. This is important. This is important. Do not argue with them. They're a worthless argument. It's a worthless argument. It's a waste of your breath. Do not talk about deep subject matters. Do not. It's a waste of your time. You give instructions. That's what you do the entire time. You give instructions. You're giving instruction, instruction. She follows, follows. The minute she bucking, bucking, and telling you what she wants to do, say, well, go do what you want to do. I'm out of it. Well, other guys are giving me attention. Go where their attention flows, man. Mm. (laughs) Go where it goes. You're wasting your energy arguing. And one of my first videos on YouTube to go viral was stop arguing with women. This was in 2018. You wasting your breath. And I find that black women, typically, when they're dating, that's the first thing they want to bring up. That's the first conversation they want to bring up because they, they pseudo-activists. And that's why, they, that's why they're uh, miserable is because they can't get through the first date without talking about some politics shit. Lead the politics out of it. And so think about this. And they said, sum it up, treat her like she's a child. How's the dogs? All right. A little bit about work. Work is fine. Well, I want to tell you about my business and my side hustle when I'm selling bundles of hair. I don't care. All right. I don't care about all that. Well, not that I don't care. That's good for you. Great. Great. All right. That's the great. Great. Good for you. I'm proud of you. Next conversation. (laughs) Okay. Next conversation. And I don't even talk about my business with women. All right. Mostly to establish that I have something else going on. That's kind of what I'm establishing. And you'll never be the priority over it. So I kind of established that. But I don't tell them the ins and outs and the ins and outs and the outs and ins about my business and what I do and how I make money. That's irrelevant to them. Well, they, they might want to know it, but that's why I call that's why they call me the Bruce Wayne. That's why I call myself the Bruce Wayne. You don't need to know. I'm not discussing this shit with you. 
And I'm not trying to prove I'm more busy or less busy or more important or less important than you. You give instructions and you do not do it in a simple way. You don't not do it in a way where I'm going to tell you what to do. You're always guiding them instructions, leading them to the next thing. All right. I want to see if you follow to the next thing. All right. I want to meet here at 730. This is where we're going to meet. Okay. I'm going to be seated at the table. I'll be there 10 minutes early. I'll expect you there at 930 sharp. That's an, those are instructions. They're very clear. The minute her goofy ass can't follow even those, it's probably best that you cut it off and don't waste your time. Be a leader. Yeah, it's probably best that you cut it off. The minute she changes the time, changes the time shows up late, or and or tries to change the location, you probably should just let it go right there. Now, if she is early, yeah, wear this. This is the dress code. This is what I would like to see you in. This is how I would like you to style your hair. This is the people that will be with, the type of crowd. You're giving instructions. The minute she bucks it, it's, it's no, she's of no use, all right? She's a, she's a honorary bull. Now, if she follows the instruction, what most men tell you is to never reward a woman, never give her compliments. I say after she follows every instruction, you reward her like Pavlov's dog. Good girl. I appreciate, not, now you don't do that, but I appreciate that you showed up on time. I appreciate that you met me here. I appreciate that you wore what I wanted you to wear. Reward, reward, reward. Then the next thing, after you get done with the basic conversation, give her more instructions. I would like to meet you at my house. I would like you to follow me to my house. Or I would like to see you next week. All right. What days work for you, Tuesday or Thursday? All right. Instruction, instruction, instruction. We always reward good behavior. The immature man always says things like never reward a woman. She don't deserve it. Always reward good behaviors. They'll continue to follow. They'll continue to follow. Always giving them instructions. Never ask them, what do you think we should? Nah. Now, if she says to you, hey, I would want to do this, that's a co different conversation. But as you're saying, what do you think about and how we should, how should we set up? No. Most of the time, just do it and then just she'll follow anyway. All right. So anyway, and this is not dating advice. People are trying to go, this is dating advice. Dude, use this with your sister. Use it with your mother as an adult male. Use it with your mother. Use it with your ex-girlfriends. Use it with dates. Use it with the women at your job. <laughs> this is all the same. We are, I'm in a leadership position. Some things I will abdicate to you if it's something that I don't even want to think about. Here, you take care of this. But it is what it is. Child, dog, reward, lead, instruction. Some dudes are like, I'm going to just avoid women. Nope. Now, there's a period you should avoid dating women. But just trying to hide in the bushes to avoid women, you're going to get frustrated. Instruction, instruction, instruction. Basic conversation, basic conversation, basic conversation. All right. He says, I don't agree, coach. Only give him 50% effort. <laughs> all right. Hey, the effort is all on my side. All right. I'm getting all the rewards. <laughs> I'm getting all the rewards of whatever I'm establishing. So 50%, 100%, Ninja, you playing you plan it. Listen, I would never give a woman 50% because that, ins that insinuates 
that she's going to give me 50% to complete it. No, no, no. I only need her to give me 100% of that attention and them legs. All right, what's in 100% of them legs? I'm in control 100%. 100%. I'm in the lead 100%. 50% insinuates that there's going to be something else to complete it. Mystery. All right, luck. All right, no, no, no. 100%. I'm going to give you 100% of my pimping, as they say on American American Pimp. I'm going to give you 100% of my pimping in this, all right? And you're going to get 100% of the reward. What are we doing here? All right, ladies are like, this is terrible. And I always tell, you know, ladies want to have conversation with me. I'm like, do, do you have friends that you want to talk to about this? Do you have a therapist that you want to talk to about this? Do you have an accountant, somebody else that you value their opinion? That, you, that can guide you through this because I cannot help you with this. All right. I cannot help you with this. Are you wanting to have fun or are you wanting to debate? You want to have fun or you want to debate? Like, I didn't come here to debate. I came here to let loose and have fun. I could have been doing something else tonight, not having a debate. I'm not ready for this or prepared. You want to have fun? All right, let's have some fun. Relax. Have a drink. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're not about to sit up here and debate with some bird that voted for Biden 12 times. I'm not trying to do that shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, anyway, I'm, I'm 100% in control. And if I ever feel like I'm out of control, I'm going to lose the advantage. I'm going to lose the leverage. I'm going to lose the leverage. So anyway, you don't just, you don't want to lose leverage. So giving them any out is going to be where we have problems with women. All right, anyway. Have a drink, man. Sit back. All right, what about this one? Are women honest? Black women are not oppressed or unprotected. All right, here we go. This is going to trigger some people. Never been oppressed. Black men have never been in a position to oppress us. White women have been oppressed because their men held all the power. Black men have paid up. Mm-hmm. So they've never most opportunity that we've ever had. Yeah. I think every problem that we have, we put on ourselves. I think we fought into other Mm-hmm. racist problems mm-hmm. that got us working eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. Want to say we want to go to the military. We didn't ask no, black women. We always worked. Yeah. When did we not work? Right. <laughs> like, like, we They're always real. worked. Yeah. So we bought into this whole feminism thing that had nothing to do, do with, with us. us. Like yeah. we always do. Mm-hmm. And now we call it in and say it. So we would just bash men instead of accepting it. Mm, but no, we're not oppressed. Nothing. I don't feel oppressed at all about anything. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, interesting there. Uh, uh, I think they left it up for agree or disagree. And uh, for me, you know, most men, especially melanated brothers here, they're going to agree with this. And a lot of things that feminism has fed, you know, minority women, particularly black women, have been false. And a lot of narratives that we believe have been false as well. I've actually been on record of saying women have always worked. What are we talking about? Now, the type of work they've done has changed where they want to be their own boss and they want to go drive their own thing, right? But, but, but the idea that women stayed at home and raised kids, well, that's a big-ass myth, especially when you're talking about black Americans. That's a huge myth, right? You can take it all the way back to plantation days, all the way to Reconstruction. They worked. They probably worked primarily more than men did in, in stable jobs other than the sharecropping. They worked for hours out in the field. Prostitution, prostituting to white men. Uh, you even take it in for the small period of uh, time, the, 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 um, Migration from the south to the north, black women were working. 
um, going forward into now the type of work they've done left the to family oriented time where they can raise children at the same time. So they might have been a maid to a white suburban family, but yeah, they could still have their kids around or they could still have somebody else take their kid, take care of their kids because it takes a village to raise a kid. So yeah, these things are myths now that we're like these working women. Well, women have already always worked, especially in America. The only relative time that they didn't work was during the um during the um during the uh suburb uh the white flight white flight from the city to the suburbs. That's about the only time where they didn't really do work, and that was because they just didn't have the opportunities. They didn't have it. They were in a unstable un. They were in a community that was unregistered. I think there's another word from it. Unincorporated city. They were in an unincorporated city. So they were in cities that were cities, but that were unincorporated, meaning they didn't have infrastructure. They didn't have roads and barely had roads. They didn't have places for them to work, places for them to be educated. So that was probably the only time period where women were limited in jobs. Now that caught up by the 70s and 80s. They caught up to that. So the other other people that probably haven't worked were welfare queens and trailer park trash. A lot of them didn't work as well. So they found a way in the 70s and 80s to not work. But the idea that the woman has never worked outside the home is mythology. All right. So uh, she's saying that. And the other thing about her being unprotected and, and, um, and the other things that she's saying here is primarily true. I would agree with it. They have not been oppressed. What they have been is, um, what they have been is experiencing disenfranchisement of the black male. Okay, so that's probably where where it's come from, where the black male was disenfranchised primarily through society, disenfranchised in terms of finding economic growth, opportunities, opportunities to support the family. Therefore, he was unable to protect give any semblance of protection. The black male was shuffled out to the front lines of Vietnam and the Korean War, all right? And then came back addicted to drugs, heroin, and then gang culture, crack city. So you can see the disenfranchisement, the leaving out of the middle management jobs of black men and rewarding it to the black women. So you're seeing this for over a century. That would make the black women frustrated and feeling unprotected because, yes, safety and security and protection of the up are the utmost. So if black men are, can't provide that through disenfranchisement, yeah, they will feel like they're somewhat oppressed and unprotected in all of these goofy ideas. And that, that, that exists today. That exists today uh, to a greater extent. Now, men are finding their way around that by hustling through it and getting educated in all of these things. And working. All right, anyway, this is just my opinion on this one. We got a couple more. Two more, in fact. And then we'll get on to the Super Chats and then closer, closer to the main event. This woman says, a man that sees his kids only on the weekends is a babysitter, not a father. Okay, it's a short clip, but we'll let her speak. Here we go. Wait a minute. Where is it? I can't hear it. Um, anybody can hear it? I can't hear it. Hold on for a second. Let me refresh the screen. Let me refresh the screen. If not, I'll just interpret what she's saying here. Okay. I can't, I can't see it. I mean, I can't hear it. Okay. 
I heard ghetto ass is saying some strag shit, essentially. All right, um, I can't hear it. So what she's saying here, uh, a single mom, somebody that sees their kid every other weekend is a babysitter. That's not a dad. All right, some dad only sees them on the weekends, but that's not a dad by far. You're a single mom. Okay, that it's a short clip. She's just repeating itself. It's just repeating itself. So a man, any man, any man, any man, okay? <laughs> wow, this is terrible. This is, this is why women don't lead. This is why women don't lead effectively because you got too many of these goofies. Okay, I can't hear her, but I don't know if you guys can hear her. All right, but anyway, she don't even need to be heard. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it, fam. We don't even hear what she's saying right here. All right, now, let's just talk about this for a second. Now, here's the problem with this. This is the problem with this. What do you think? What do you think? I'll leave it up to you. What do you think is the problem with this conversation? Because there is a problem with this conversation that, that is not being addressed. And I experienced this. Men like Henry experienced this. We all experienced this. What is the main problem with this conversation? All right, I'll let you guys figure it out here. And I got one more clip. All right, because she says any man. All right, here we go right here. I got to get some lip balm on. Okay. Let me see here. Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot wrong with this. But the, the main co- part of this conversation that's really messed up is that he says they create the situation by themselves. All right. Um, women create the situation through the courts. That, that's where it is. That's the main problem right there. The men get alienated. That's where the problem is. So what you're going to find is that the father doesn't decide to be a weekend dad. That's the problem. So the father didn't go decide to be a weekend dad. In fact, he probably fought for parenting time. The parenting time was restricted. The kids were kept away from the father. And then, therefore, the father probably said, okay, well, this is my reality. I'm going to move on with that reality. Or the father said, I can't afford to fight this because as they broke up or as the marriage dissolved or whatever it is, the kids, the woman said, I'm going to keep the kids. Now, the father could immediately create court action and bust that up. And then he can get custody. He can immediately do that. But what fathers do is try to negotiate and talk the woman through it. And then eventually three months, four months, five months, six months pass. And then somebody says, take her to court. Well, he might talk to a lawyer and the lawyer is going to say it's going to cost you 15 grand over eight months, which it it will tend to take. It's going to be a long drag out fight. He's going to say, I don't have 15 grand. I don't have a $5,000 retainer. All right. I won't deal with that reality. So she weaponizes the kids. She restricts the kids. She says, this is your parenting time. He goes to asking her when he can see the kids. She'll say, this is what you can do. Take them to child support. And then what's going to happen? Then what's going to happen? She's going to then call you a babysitter. She's going to then say you are not a real parent. So they created the scenario, and then, now listen, there are exceptions to the rules where there are guys that are like, hey, good, I can go get more punani out here. 
I can go fornicate out here. I can go party and I'll see the kids when I see them. That is statistically rare. That's statistically rare. I would ask this same woman. I would ask the same woman here who's saying this. Okay, would you be willing to share custody with that father? If you don't want him to be a babysitter, would you be willing to go, not go through a judge, just establish a 50-50 parental relationship where I have joint legal and physical custody of the kids. We can write it out right here. Sign it right here. I'll sign it between you and your baby daddy. You're going to split custody and he'll pay child support in California based on 50-50. Are you willing to do that? I guarantee there's a 98% chance she's going to say, nope. She's going to say no. And it's that that point you realize her argument is bullshit. That's where her argument is bullshit. Because she's establishing this as a parental uh, relationship. She's dictating that this is the parental relationship. She's dependent on that this be the parental relationship because her child support benefits her with more custody. See, this is why the argument is disingenuous. Because if the guy asks for 50-50, she know that child support check going to be gone. And then thus, then who becomes the babysitter? Yeah. So this is why the argument falls flat on his face because she's creating the scenario and then living it out and then giving the guy no chance, then saying, hey, yeah, he's just a, he just a babysitter. Mm. <laughs> it's crazy, man, but again, they'll never be this honest. Speaking of single mothers, we have a guy to share this and we're going to keep the show moving. Listen to this. I was raised by a single mother and single mothers, they do a great job. Which is why when I have kids, they'll also be raised by a single mother. I don't want to get in the way. I'm a feminist. All right, shout out to the deadbeat dads. Yeah, you know, the ladies always saying these deadbeat dads, but apparently they the ones that love to raise kids. So guess the feminist men, the male feminists have to be real out here. You all get to raise them. All right. Single mothers doing such a good job. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the rest of the show. Do me a favor. Hit that like button. We had a thousand likes and we're moving the show on. We're going to get to the contributors to the day's show. And uh, next, Generation Z women opting out of work, looking to quit work or change work for work-life balance. We're going to have them speak on this. And we are also going to get respect that's better than love as the main event topic but do me a favor hit that like button hey we got our brother here the coochie croc king kong is in the building yo did i skip some guys maybe force india says uh all these bitch ninjas talking about love what is love f all that respect me and assume the position shout out to the coach gang yang juco for life and free agent lifestyle for life what is love Mikey says, based on that repackaged Christian from last night's show, it is a financially, it is financially responsible, wait, sorry, is a financially responsible woman less likely to be a skeezer, i.e. no binds to fix. A financially responsible woman. Mm. (laughs) 
a financially responsible woman, statistically, that there's not many of those. All right, there's not many of those. So um, this is why they be out here skeezing. All right. And and ladies, doing the bare minimum is not financial responsibility. Not taking risks is not financial responsibility. Paying your bills is not financial responsibility. That is actually adulting. That is the bare minimum. She'd be like, I'll pay my own bills. I'll pay my own car. That's not financial responsibility. That is adulting. Financial responsibility would be able to be able to see through the future, see yourself from retirement, see yourself not getting in the bind, saving, getting compound interest, managing money, is different from paying bills. So a lot of people are like, I'm financially responsible. I pay my car note and my rent somewhat on time. I never had a repossession. That is not financial responsibility, right? That is paying bills. I always used to have to tell, have that conversation in my household, all right? Paying bills is not be. I mean, it's part of it. It's helpful. Trust me, it's helpful to be able to pay your bills and on time. You're going to be able to build credit and you're, you know what I mean? That's, that's part of it. But managing money is not the same as, as paying bills. It's not. All right, but financially responsible women, you don't find many of them out here. This is the difficulty. And I'm not belittling them, but, but you just don't find it. You don't find it. It's not, the, it's not the norm. It's common, but it's not the norm. Shout out to Mask Man. says, CGA, why do we prioritize love over respect, duty, and stability? How did love get such a high price evaluation? One reason and one reason only. Romance. Romance novels. Romantic movies. The admin the madmen, as they call them. Advertisement. There's love and money. All right. There's money and love. So we've been fought, we've been uh, educated falsely about um, you know, what creates relationships. And the good feeling, trust me, the good feeling of love have created relationships. It actually created babies. But this love as we're sold it and told it, Disney, as you will, if you will, it's not real. Love through advertisement, right? Every kiss begins with K, all right? Diamond's a girl's best friend. These are all things that we've been sold, um, you know, flowers and chocolate. Dance romance, all right? Uh, we only look at the good thing and then happily ever after, and then it ends there all overwhelmingly, right? So that's the reason romance is like, romance for women is like pornography for men. Romance for women is like pornography for men. They both have the same unrealistic expectations placed on the other partner. Now, in our world, romance is seen as, hey, yeah, that's right. And pornography is seen as, oh, that's wrong. That's toxic. But I think both of them are toxic. They're both equally toxic, especially a hopeless romantic woman. Uh, if she's a hopeless romantic, I dodge them. I'd be like, no, I don't want any hopeless romantics because they're they're not willing to be pleased. Most of the time, a hopeless romantic is 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 uh doesn't have anything to trade but love. That's the only thing they got. I got love though, and I'll love you like nobody else. Okay, how many boyfriends have you had? 12, <laughs> right? Four. It's never worked out for them. Why? Because the 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 oxytocin, the serotonin, the boost from new love is greater than the reality of the 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 stability of the long-term relationship. Then she's gonna become unhappy and then she'll look for that next boost. So that is the that's a dangerous person to be with. Hopeless romantics are dangerous. Um, I I equate hopeless romantics and pornography addicts as the same thing. It's the it's the exact same outcome you're gonna have. A guy that likes to deal with women in a pornographic way, eventually he's gonna not find satisfaction in a woman. He might not even get aroused by the woman in his life. 
because he's so addicted to treating women like he sees in porn. And that's going to create problems down the line. It's going to create problems down the line. Now, I would tell that guy, if that's what you want to do, Ninja, you better go rent girls so you can do this stuff and degrade them, but it's not going to work out. And then you'll find out that the woman in your bed is boring. She's nothing like the prawn stars that go have a director. They got the, the setting right. They got her all bent up in a position that's completely uncomfortable, and she gets paid big money to get folded up like this. Your big chunky-ass wife with her stomach in the way and her titties choking her neck, all right, she ain't going to be able to get folded up like that, okay? Neither are you going to be able to stroke it like that. So that's why I think, that's why I think people put love first because it feels good. People put love before the work of relationships. The relationship, once the love goes, then the work happens. I always call it, Real life happens, right? You move in with a girl. Six weeks, you're fornicating like jackrabbits. You're clapping the hell out of them cheeks. You're feeling good. You're cuddling. You're not going out. You're not even doing anything. You're just fornicating. After six weeks, real life happens. What happens? Rent's due for the first time. You get your first set of bills, all right? You get your realistic expectation of your budgets. People need to do chores and responsibilities. People need to cook and prepare meals. People need to go to their job and come back. Real life is about to happen. And guess what happens? The love starts to go. Now you arguing over leaving toothpaste in the sink. Now you arguing on why you squeeze toothpaste at the bottom or the top. Now you arguing on why you got your beard shavings and you didn't wash it out. Now you arguing why she got a hair curler, a hair straightener, and all these goddamn hair products all over the sink. Now you arguing about where the socks go, right? Real life happens. Now that love is going to start to pew. So really, the priority should be respect, duty, and stability, and um, her doing her part. But, you know, I can't teach everybody this. I can't teach everybody this. And I hear a lot of experienced men trying to tell me what's going on here. And Ninja, you ain't ever, ever lived with a woman. And you want to find love. All right. You ain't never live with a woman. Live with a woman. <laughs> All right, live with a woman first before you come check me. All right, AC says this weekend I noticed, but I call ninja math. Ninjas will spend exorbitant amounts on items that go outside of their bodies like clothing, but then cheap out on items that go inside like quality foods. That's ninja math. All right, ninja math. Shout out to you. All right, Ninja Math. Yes, they do. Chains and shit. Yeah, Coochie Croc King Kong back in the building. Jeff, the producer, coach undefeated. He's been telling y'all. I don't know why y'all continue to buck at me, but I got my proof. Dennis B, shout out to you with the coffee. But yeah, women start arguing about you're not doing your fair share. I'm doing unpaid labor, dude. And from the woman's perspective, she's right. I'm just letting you know. I'm not saying she's wrong. She sees it from only her perspective. But then you see what you're doing. And you're like, okay, well, okay, what's wrong with what I'm doing? Well, I don't just, guys, real life is going to happen. I've lived, how many women have I lived with in my life? I can't even count. I've lived with so many women. Dude, the love go down like crazy. Not only that, you're going to see her 90% of the time, not like you met her. You met her, she was glammed up, she had her eyelashes on, she had her mascara, she had her wing mascara, all right, she had the little sexy slant eyes like Jody Watley, 
She had the little Asian eyes, and she was looking all sexy and good. Titties was pushed up here. She had glitter all over her chest. She spritzed herself with all that bath and body works, all of that shit. She was smelling good. She had lotion, all shit. She had she had Vaseline on her elbows. She had she had a pedicure. She had nice clothing. She had all the clothing taking her body and sucking all the fat up, distributing it to where the booty cheeks are. Thighs was popping. All right. That's how you met her. When you live with her, she ain't going to look nothing like that 98% of the time. 98% of the time, she ain't going to have her wing on. She ain't going to have her eyelashes on. Her hair going to be up in a pineapple and a messy bun. All right. She's going to be in booty shorts and she's going to be in a tank top. No bra. Titties just a swinging farting she gonna be sick got diarrhea of bleeding like a stuffed pig she gonna have tissue shoved up her nose she gonna be crying ninja <laughs> breath stanking feet stanking <laughs> all that and a bag of chips ahoy all right <laughs> that's what she gonna look like all right Hairy legs, double. Yep, when you met her, her legs was shaved. Boy, she was like a hairless monkey out here, man. She was like a hairless monkey. Now she farting on you. All right. <laughs> Wearing sweats and a big-ass hoodie. In the winter, she got on sweats and a big hoodie. And she's sitting on the couch eating eating, uh, eating a whole row of Oreos. <laughs> Old pajamas with holes in the in the back of the ankles. Snoring, mouth all wide open, drool on the side of her lip, eating chili dogs and shit, and funny rings. Mm. Talking about when you met her, she says she get up and she get up and go to the gym every day. When you move in with her, she ain't gonna see hide no hair at that gym. All right, you ain't never gonna see her ass pop up, jump out, and go to the gym real quick. <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh man, yo. Yo, hey, I'm here to tell you guys. I'm telling you, <laughs> eat Nutella with the spoon. <laughs> Yo, you're going to see some wild shit. You're going to be like, damn, what happened? What what I get, man? Watching movies, yep. Watching movies all day. Binge watching. You want to binge watch a series with me? I'm like, dude, ne- never. Never. I'm never going to be. Guys, I always set expectations. I'm never going to binge watch a series with you, just so you know. It's never going to happen, so you better set expectations right now. And that's that's why I be staying single. <laughs> All right, shout out to no government name. The reason why men get no respect is because they look for validation rather than incentives. This is true. I, I think it is, yeah. They look for validation. We're always constantly trying to get validated by women, and I believe that men should to an extent. I understand it, why that we seek validation from women because you know, I know ninjas, red pill ninjas don't want to understand it. Women to a greater extent can validate you. All right. If she's attractive or something like that. So it can, it can carry that. Or she's good, good quality woman. All right. Shout out to Juan Primeris Cultures. Big for us Latinos. Ados. Look for what's next. Ooh, be careful. <laughs> Culture is big. Yeah. Wow. Boy, he came out swinging. Nest Egg Vault says, keep. Keep building on the truth. Thank you, sir. Let me check over here. Yeah. <laughs> Let me check over here. 
And so this is why I think, you know, again, I think uh, when we do these things, like, like, for instance, I'm never going to binge watch a series with a woman the same way I don't expect her to watch a season of football. I'm never going to be like, come on, honey, sit down and watch football. Now, if that's what she wants to do, that's what she wants to do. But I never would tell her to do that. In fact, I probably don't want her to do that. I don't even want her to around it's unless she's interested in football. If she ain't interested and she going to be distracting me, talking all over me, it's the end of the game. I'm trying to see if I can meet my bet, trying to see if the team going to cover. And the bitch just talking, dude, I cannot stand that. That is so inconsiderate. Ladies, this is inconsiderate. Like, you see me watching the game. I'm trying to look at you and give you a little bit of respect, but you see the clock winding down. You know I got a bet on the game, and if they score a touchdown, I'm going to lose the bet. I'm going to hit the, they're going to hit the over, and I'm going to be, I'm going to lose a couple of dollars. So shut the fuck up. How hard is that to, shut up. This is simple. Be considerate. Be respectful. Shut up. You know I got money on this game. You can see the clock sticking. You can actually see me looking at it and then looking ever at you like this. Come on. It's simple. Shut up. And if you can't figure this out on your own and you need me to curse you out, (laughs) you're the problem. (laughs) You are the problem. You need to know real fast to shut your mouth. Like, seriously, man. This ain't even a discussion. Shut up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Trying to finish the story. Okay, we back from commercial. Hey, man, we back from commercial. Shut up. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> you see they back from commercial. All right, the announcer says, all right, we're back live here. One minute and 30 seconds. The Jets are trying to get in the end zone for the first time right now. Score is 30 to 6. All right, baby. Um, I got the under on here. So they got three downs. They're right there. First and goal. Shut up. (laughs) Here we go right now. Here we go. I don't want them to score. Why are you caring? It's a blowout. I got money on this game. (laughs) All right. Anyway, fixes by and says, coach, I think women uh, explaining premarital sex was 100% right. As a Christian, I have to study these concepts deeply and to make sure I'm right about it. And this requires a lot to study. It, It requires a lot to study. I, I didn't say she was 100% wrong. I said she was 50%. Shout out to you. Uh, Wise L said, Coach, I just got back from a weekend-long vacation in Mexico. Shout out to you. Uh, and he says, after I got my class B CDL and built my name as a top sports photographer in my area. Thanks. Uh, thank you for Coach. Wait, thank you, Coach, for the constant inspiration in gyms. And I just hopped on the Money Mindset group. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to you. Patreon.com backslash Coach Greg Adams. I I messed up the super chat. I read another person's chat. Let me give it again. Wise says, Coach, I just got back from a week-long vacation in Mexico. I have tons of work that I need to catch up on right now, and I regret even taking the vacation. I should have just stayed here and been a wage slave to my corporation. Give me the buzzer. Nah, enjoyed the vacation. Enjoy the vacation. Devon says, got laid off from my Fort Lift job in February. Then he says, after that, I got my CDL, Class B, and built my name as a top sports photographer in my area. Thank you, Coach, for your constant inspiration in gyms. And I just hopped on the Money Mindset group. I actually read two Super Chats together. My bad. Zero fallout. What Walsh doesn't tell men is that just 5% of women are marriageable. 95.5 rule in effect. 
We know about five bodies. They, he says, we know after five bodies, they are done. So even if she changes the laws and we changes the laws and social climate has not, the only way to change things is the next generation and the next generation's in trouble already. Just so you know, the next generation is not looking that good. All right. I'm going to see if I can catch up on a couple more real quick, real quick. Yeah, enjoy your vacation, man. You'll catch up with the work. You'll catch up on the work. Trust me. You'll catch up on the work. Let me see if I got these brothers here. J. Cool says, hello, coach, and shout out from Clearwater Beach, Florida. Damn. He says, I've been isolated up in Buffalo, New York. Even the straggles look good here. Go get some coffee on me. Shout out to you. Yeah, man. Hey, actually move around. Move around. Uh, One of the strengths that men have is the ability to explore find new places to find a home, create a home. I find that men that are frustrated with women, oftentimes if I ask them if they travel, if they move around their city, if they go to a new location, if they have a passport, I normally find men that are really frustrated are men that stay in their area. So you got to move around. Mark A says getting tattooed right now, tuned in coach. You're the father. We all need it. Thank you for everything. Enjoy your tattoo. All right. Enjoy your tattoo and never get a tattoo of me or my shit on. uh, All right. My sayings. All right. You can get a tattoo of what I say. All right. uh, Caitlin says women release their hormones, oxytocin, when they have sex. According to her former prawn star, Sterling Cooper, I met him in person. The more men women have sex with, the less oxytocin they produce. So there goes your lack of enthusiastic sex. Yeah. And any ladies in here that disagree with what I'm teaching, I'm going to prove you wrong if you want to participate. Let me know. I'm going to break your ass down like a fraction. Is it Raul? Huerta says, thanks, coach, for finding the horse mouth. Uh, It's okay to leave the nice guy, protect and teach up. The nice ninjas out here, man. There's a lot of nice guys, slow pimping game ass ninjas. If you just be nice to her, guys, you know who told you that and messed your entire life up. If you just be nice to her, make her smile. If you just give her something, if you make her happy, if you do things around the house, maybe, maybe, maybe do something adventurous, take her on a vacation. If you take her to a restaurant, take her to a nice restaurant. Maybe you have a date night, have a date night. You know what I mean? Rub her back. Give her a massage. Massage her feet. Uh, you know what I mean? Give her a spa treatment. Book a hotel on the weekend and you take care of the kids. And then she, you know who, that shit, none of that shit works. None of that shit is going to do any damn thing. It ain't going to move the needle. Your mama told you that. Her girlfriends told you that. Simp ass married men told you that. The church pastor told you that. This shit ain't going to work. Now, let me tell you. It's going to work for a minute, but what's going to happen is you're going to send her out to a hotel. Baby, I got you a nice hotel suite overlooking the pool. I'm going to take care of the kids all weekend, baby. All right, I want you to have a day. I want you to sit by the pool and read books. I want you to, because these are the things she's saying. I'm tired of being a mom. I'm out here crazy. I'm depressed, stressed, and anxious, and I just need time for myself. I need my space. So you're going to be like, baby, don't worry about it. I got you right here. I got you right here. Pelican Bay. All right. You're going to go to Pelican Hill. I got you a suite. I got you a cabana. I got your shit rented out. You want to go there. You're going to be good. Go sit up. 
read a book, chill out, meditate, take some yoga, get a massage. Let me tell you what's going to happen. <laughs> she going to get fucked like crazy in that hotel room. She going to pull up instead of chilling because women don't do this shit. They don't chill. They go seek attention. She going to be instead of by the pool reading a book, instead of in her room, instead of getting a massage, instead of relaxing and sleeping, she going to be at the hotel bar. She going to call over her sluttiest friend and they going to be at the hotel bar and you going to be paying for drinks, condoms. You're going to be playing for plan B. You're going to be playing for ninjas to pull up ninjas on vacation. She gonna call her best Chad or Tyrone, and she gonna get piped down in that goddamn hotel room. I'm gonna just tell you that right there. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm just, yep. She gonna go to the hotel bar. She gonna be at, a, she gonna be at the bar, getting gassed up. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just letting you know. Y'all be making. <laughs> Enrique, the pool guy, going to be clapping them, and you're going to pay for the entire thing. She's going to come back. Oh, baby, I was taking care of the kids. She's going to be like, you're such a good man. How was your hotel suite? How was your massage experience? How was uh, your relaxation? How was it? Oh, you know, I invited my sluttiest friend to the bar. Wait a minute. Wait, you invited her? You invited her to your hotel? I thought you was going to chill. I thought you was going to relax. Oh no, you know, I I I figured I was there. We she came over and then we was at the hotel bar. There was a lot of guys telling me how fantastic I was. They didn't believe how many kids I had. They they that they thought I was single and they, and they was telling me I'm the best. And I'm like, "Wait a minute. I didn't I didn't pay for you to go to the hotel bar. I didn't go pay for you to go clubbing." <laughs> She said, yeah, I got a full body massage, all right. Man, just letting you know. I'm just letting you know, man. Shit happened to me. It happened to me. Just let you know. That one was anecdotal. But I'm going to tell you, that's what they do. If you pay for her to go on vacation, then you paying for her to get her toes sucked. It happened to me. All right, so if it can happen to me, it can happen to anybody. I'm just letting you know right here. This shit is what they do. Remember, women do opposite shit. All right? They do opposite stuff that what we believe. It is wild as hell. So I will admit, that one was anecdotal. Happened to me, fam. I was like, what? <laughs> it's like, what? You had the biggest hoes pull up on my dime? Y'all was having drinks? I paid for this shit? What the hell? All right, man, it's wild out here. All right, and don't think your girl will never do no ish like this, man. It will be it will be one of those things you be sitting there like, really? Wait a minute. Who are you? It's a cold, cold, evil ass world. And once she does this, if she does this, if she if she hasn't done it before, she's gonna want to do it again. She's gonna be like, hey, damn, that freedom was crazy. She'll start to escalate girls' nights out. She'll start to escalate partying. She's like, damn, I missed out on this. You just open Pandora's box trying to help her out. All right. You just open Pandora's box. You thought you were helping her de-stress. Nah, you just opened the door uh, to a door that ain't going to ever get closed again. Mm. <laughs> All right. As soon as you told her, all right, I got you a little villa. She inviting her friends. Doop, 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 doop. Anyway. Anyway here. It's crazy out here. Look, 
I got a couple more super chats and we're going to get into it. Be real mahogany. The tuxedo symbolizes your funeral. Her dress symbolizes her secured retirement. The cake on your face symbolizes the dirt. Damn. Humiliation ritual. All right. The J Lex podcast, ladies, you're not going to win this battle. You did it to yourselves. He says, y'all killed the dating and marriage scene. And as Dave Chappelle said, yep. What happened to chivalry? Women killed it. Yeah. MC Hamster, she is validating someone, not saying she is right. Okay. JG says, a friend is now a believer. He's been treating some men with stomach infections via H. Proly. Pyroli. Figured it out by testing their girls and noticed a lot of them had rotten molar teeth. Kissing them make them sick. Mm. Wow. Oh, I got to say, what the hell? All right. So a lot of women have, okay, women having rotten molar teeth is making people sick when you kiss them. Yikes. John Ellison, coach, it's been a minute since I've been catching you live, always watching the replays, though. And hitting the like button, by the way, my Lions rearranged the Raiders' whole organization chart. LOL, keep teaching us, bro. Wake up call. Daniel McGee, life is way easier without a living woman. Cook your own food. Cook my own food. Wash my own clothes. Clean my own house. He says, get a bitch for the weekend. Cruise my in my vet. And you're going to die alone. But, yes, it's easier. It's definitely easier. Last one, Brandon Frazier says, damn, coach, is there any hope for us nice guys? We getting dunked on. Ring the bell out here. Nice guys are good. Nice guys finish last. Nice guys finish last. Let's get to the Gen Z, Gen Zooted, Gen Zoomer women out here. And they got something to say about this work culture, man. They tired of working. All right, first and foremost, let me share this article with you from the insider. This is a female CEO, nigga wrote. All right, she a 50-year-plus. Take a look at her. All right, look at her. Look at that long-ass neck. All right, my goodness. I got two hands for that neck. All right, anyway. <laughs> All right, if any woman ever claims to have been strangled by CGA, y'all going to be like, yep, he said it. All right. Uh, anyway, he wrapped his hands around my neck. If that neck is that long, I'm definitely going to put my hands around it. I'm just letting you know. I'm going to get that neck a test. I'm not going to. It's not going to hurt. You'll like it. I'm setting myself up. Somebody's going to clip this, and they're going to wait for me to have a case about somebody's neck. All right, but uh, this woman says, young people who work remotely are probably not going to become corporate CEOs. A This is according to an NYU business professor. All right, this is going to have Generation Z people up in arms. She says, Generation Zooted. Choosing remote work and work-life balance may face consequences further down the line. She also says that's according to NYU professor Susie Welch. She looks like a Susie. Who spoke with the insider about Jen Zudit's work habits. We're going to get into that right now. Welch said those who adapt this mindset or adopt this mindset are unlikely to ever make as much money as their peers. Uh Uh-oh. Jen Z is triggered. She's triggering Gen Z. She's a boomer, but I think she's a Gen Xer. I don't think she's a boomer. All right, she's, she looks about, she look about 49, 50. She look about 49, 50. All right, and so Gen Z does not like to hear shit like this. In fact, let me go ahead and show you this right here. 
about uh, there's another woman here. Let's see here. The debate on work life. All right. Work life balance. So this is a young woman that um, let me see here. This woman had debated an old feminist about uh, are Gen Z people going to be able to become CEOs in the corporate. Remember, we're talking about the corporate work structure, not CEO of your own business. All right. So here it is right here. Let's play it. Recently bottled four day work weeks with a CEO just for you. If I can do the productive work that's really going to move my job forward, that I feel good about, that, that I think is contributing, I can do that in four days. What do I do with that fifth day? You know, how much do I invest in my own career and my own expertise in adding things? And how much do I do more non-work, throwaway work, which none of us want to do? Gabriel, is that a, is that a fair kind of assessment about what you're seeing? The extra fifth day you can do with whatever you want. That's the exciting part. So we're seeing a really, really big curiosity in what life looks like when it's not work-centered. New iteration of work-life balance, right? So instead of a work-life balance conversation where millennials started where it's like, you know, you have a dentist appointment, you can take a long lunch instead of taking PTO and that's work-life balance. There's a whole other iteration to it now where it's like, what does it look like when I truly, truly decenter my success metrics from from a promotion? I Boy, that was a whole lot of work salad there. But uh, what you're seeing is a, g a generation culture clash. All right. We have the old stoic, you know, hard work. You know what I mean? Grind that shit out in five day work week, 40 day work week, 40 hour work week. You know, the old standards do your overtime. If you leave early, you're fired. If you show up early, you don't get paid. Right. You do an extra work for nothing. And but you only get paid between these hours. So we're seeing generation zooted millennials they're like man hell with all this ish they're saying we can be as productive working from home they also said work-life balance right even though they're steep in the debt they're steep into um buying more things that they actually can afford living outside of their lifestyle they don't have the credit they don't have the discipline but we're also hearing this culture class of young people like nah man this ain't it four-day work week four-day work week now four-day work week also insinuates you're going to work longer days on those four days Right. So instead of working eight hours, you might work 12. All right. But then you'll be off on the fifth day. The older woman said, hey, what are you going to do with that fifth day? You're most likely going to not do something that's going to help you a side hustle because obviously you're trying to look for work life balance. You're also trying to make a lot more money. And then you're also saying that the woman responded, hey, we can do whatever we want with that fifth day. Now, uh, right now on the five day work week for the normie. The two days that they have off, they probably sleep, fuck, and eat, all right, and party. The older woman was trying to say, that's probably what you're going to do with the, the fifth day if we give you this work-life balance. You're probably going to do nothing. You're probably going to do nothing to press forward. And even the woman said, hey, that's our choice to do with whatever we want with our fifth day, which in lies the problem. That's where the problem is, <laughs> okay? That's where the problem is, and every older person knows this. You're probably going to fumble the fifth day. So you work four 10-hour days, four 12s, all right, three 12s or whatever you're going to do. On the other days, you're probably going to fumble it, and I know this because I know a lot of nurses. Nurses tend to work three 12s. That's their full-time job, and it's highly stressful. On the days a nurse works, most of them fuck on the off days. Mm. Or trick off money or spend money. They be in a bind. 
All right. <laughs> some sell puss. Some run their OnlyFans. I rarely see a nurse, and I did know a nurse that worked 312. She worked in intensive care, very, very high stress job because she was in prenatal or natal, neonatal. All right. So she's dealing with kids that are, you know, drug, crack babies, uh, born prematurely. And so it was highly stressed. She had a side business and she was always having these side businesses. So she had a couple of side businesses, right? She wasn't doing a lot well economically, but she had side businesses. But the ones that don't have, the ones that do work there, 312s, they be chilling, going on vacation, fornicating at noon, sliding through, getting her back blown out. All right, partying, drinking, doing coca, sleep, <laughs> selling puss. All right, I mean, doing OnlyFans, barely. Not working side hustles. I'll go selling puss and OnlyFans would be a side hustle. <laughs> but the thing is, this idea of this work-balanced life that we're having here, where Gen Z's changing the culture of what is the old Industrial Revolution, the Rockefeller Eight hour work, eight work, eight hour work day, five day, which is just to instill plantation mindset to people. It's it's a plantation formula. It's an industrial revolution uh, based formula. That's all it is. Doesn't mean that, and we also know that people are not as productive during a eight hour work day. The average person is giving you two or the three good work hours out of eight. And they studied this way back in the Industrial Revolution, and they said the best way to get the most out of a person is to have them in an eight-hour workday. You're not going to work. They don't expect you to be productive for eight straight hours. They want to get two or three good hours out of you, maybe four, at best four. So this is a plantation-type, Industrial Revolution-type, public school indoctrination camp-type work. So these women are choosing, Gen Z women are choosing this. They're not choosing to be an entrepreneur, starting their own business. They're not choosing the kind of, do, some are choosing to do OnlyFans to sell puss. But they're choosing to say, I'm going to go be a laborer. I'm going to labor for you in an air conditioning offense, most likely. And then I'm going to choose when I work. I'm going to dictate what that is. I, I can understand what they're going on here. But I don't see people working in, in the field, blue collar people being able to make this choice. Like, what are we doing? This is overwhelmingly women and overwhelmingly, I think uh, I have an article saying this is overwhelmingly a female argument. And I might be wrong, but they call it lazy girl jobs, as you can see right here. This attitude, these attitudes are reflected in some of the workplace trends emerging on TikTok from lazy girl jobs to snail girl lifestyle. All right, so, and soft girl error can be thrown in there as well. And they said a Deloitte study found that almost half of Gen Z and millennials feel that work is central to their identity. They're still demanding greater work-life balance. And the other jobs are encouraging women to take low-stress jobs with high pay and do as little work as possible. So you see where the conflict is. All right, the conflict. Let me see where the data was in, in terms of the statistics of people who believe this. And there's a lot of work-life balance people on my streams. Let me tell you something, Ninja. This is not a good long-term strategy. It's not. It's fine for you to try to find balance in this life, but I just think this is counterproductive, and it's not going to, you're going to you're gonna not see the end of the, you're not going to see the results until down the line. Okay. It's, gonna, it's not going to work out for you. Let me see where I can find the data. 
All right. I had the data. I don't have the data anymore. All right. Anyway, my bad. I don't have the data. But I saw somewhere where it said 80, uh, 50 plus percent of women, 30 percent of men are kind of dealing with this. Uh, let's show you another video for your entertainment purposes here. Uh, this is a Walmart working woman. <laughs> a Walmart working woman. You see her on the screen. Uh, let her let her get her energy out here. Attention Walmart shoppers and associates. My name is Beth from Electronics. I've been working at Walmart for almost five years and I can say that everyone here is overworked and underpaid. The attendant policy is bullshit. We are treated for management and customers poorly every day. Whenever we have a problem with it, we're told that we're replaceable. I'm tired of the constant gaslighting. This company treats their elderly associates like shit. To Jared, our store manager, you're a pervert. Greta and Kathy, shame on y'all for treating your associates the way you do. I hope you don't speak to your families the way you speak to us. Shout out to Dominique, Patty, Shardell, and so many more. Walmart doesn't deserve y'all. Fuck manage it and fuck this job. I quit. Jesus, son. She got up out of there, and she flamed uh, and fuegoed that bridge. I don't think she's going to give a good recommendation for her next job. I hope she has a next job lined up, and I hope she'll never have to use them as a recommendation. Uh, but it happens sometimes. You get frustrated. And uh, she chose to work at Walmart. You have to understand. It's a low-skill job. We all need to get these jobs under our belt in order to realize I need to get some skills or an, an education or I need to get some damn hustle. You'll figure out one of those three. But uh, this is what's happening with women. The gender pay gap is going to explode. <laughs> it's going to explode with this mindset because they think they should be rewarded for kind of easing in and enjoying life and all of these things. And listen, that's what you want to do, but there's a cost to that. And as they say, you pay the cost to be the boss. Sometimes you stay as a work limiting. Sometimes you figure out, okay, I did this. I better figure out a better path. Maybe I'll become an entrepreneur, which means you're going to work triple the hours. You're not going to have much work-life balance for at least the first five to 10 years of your business. And sometimes you're still going to have to put in work. You're still going to have to do things. Like I actually had a story of a guy who was an entrepreneur. He owned several fast food restaurants. But there will be times where he would have to hire managers and or they were going through tight budgets in their personal budgets. They would have to hire managers. Now, if you know fast food managers, they don't make a lot of money, right? You know, $15 an hour, California, $20 to $25 an hour. And the assistant manager makes 2 or $3 less. Most of these people are probably not going in the direction of life that they need to go. So they're unstable. They probably do not much. Sometimes they steal from the, pe uh, the, the uh, place. They steal from the place. They steal money. A lot of them are not financially, physically sound. So what would happen is they would go through a lot of these managers and they found it that if they started doing the work themselves, even though they own the franchise, they sometimes would have to do work themselves. They would have to put on the uniform, put on the damn cluck hat, the Zaxby's cluck hat. They own the franchise. They own a franchise or a piece of the business, but they have to do the cash register. They have to go back and do the work, even as an entrepreneur. That's entrepreneurship. Shit that you can pay other people to do, oftentimes when you do it, they don't take it seriously. Sometimes it's women doing this and then complaining about the gender pay gap. They're doing the bare minimum. And they're sandbagging on you. 
right? And it's weird. It's kind of absolutely one of the weirdest things. So if you want to become an entrepreneur, just know you're going to work 96-hour work weeks. 96, all right? 96. You ain't going to have much work-life balance. Not if your business is doing well. If your business is doing well, you ain't got no work-life balance, <laughs> right? If you're an entrepreneur, I make my own hours. Okay. All right. Eventually, if you have a full set of business, all you're going to do is lose some business. You'll lose some clients. How are you going to get new ones if you're not working when you only work when you have clients? You better be continuing to market. Yeah, continue to advertise. Continue to sell. Continue to bring in new businesses. Expand your business. Hire a Hire a person, an apprentice, somebody that can actually take on some of your clientele so you can work on the big dogs. That is entrepreneurship. All right, just working with your clients and going back, sitting back, farting, fornicating, and spending money and eating avocado toast and shit like that. Starbucks is not entrepreneurship. Your business is going to fail, okay? Mm. <laughs> All right, so anyway, let me continue here. Um, that young woman blew up her spot. Let's give you another piece of video here. Look at this woman here. This is another woman. And look at this face right here with that filter on it. Look at that face. All right. She got something to say and she's angry about it. All right. Here we go right here. Let's go. Sorry, but whatever woman back in whenever the fuck was like women should be able to go to work and this and this and that. Fuck you. I would love to be at home right now, probably with my mom because I'm not married yet. So with my mom playing with the goats in the backyard gardening cooking baking trying new recipes but no i have to go to work and be stressed and then on top of that if i want to have a kid in the future which i'm planning on it i have to go to work and be stressed and be pregnant who who thought this was a good idea for women dumb stupid I'm and, and this is an example of gen z kind of rejecting the idea of feminism overwhelmingly they're like wait a minute wait 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 and so a lot of gen z women they did not take off where older millennials took off. Where older millennials and Gen X and boomers, women were like, yeah, we want to do this. We want to go get her. I want to do. Now we're seeing a very big general population of Gen Z, especially women, and unfortunately men going, what is this shit? Hard work. I'm barely, I'm barely making it through. This is tight financially. Uh, women are like, what? why did feminists want us to work again? <laughs> or, I want to sit at home and do nothing and get fat. But this is where we are. This is where we are. But I think now it's too late. But they don't understand it's too late. We cannot go back. This is why we make it an important thing for men and women to understand. Pandora's box is important. Right? Letting the cat out of the bag is important. When I told you the story about letting your wife go to the hotel and paying for it, and then she starts to realize, hey, I have a life out here, she opened up the possibility of now. She's never, you can't never close that back up. Now she knows, and you gave her the green light. Now she wants to have that part of her life and be married to you, okay? And you gave her the green light. You can't put the cat back in the bag. You let the cat out of the bag. Same thing with these women. Yeah, no, there's no more sitting at home, stay at home wife. Now, if you live somewhere in Midland, Texas, Lubbock, all right, somewhere down there where you got your guy and he's a traditional guy, he a big old Chunky-ass, country-ass dude. He wear boots every day. He works on an oil rig, and he makes six figures. And you, he can, you can afford to stay home in Midland and Odessa. Okay, that's different. But if you live in a metropolis, all right, if you live in a, um, if you live in a major city, anywhere near a major city, it ain't happening for you. 
So you got to thank the feminist for actually opening that up. We cannot put women back in that box. Men, you cannot put women back in that box. You better freaking make a ton of money. You better be living in Fresno or some shit like that, making a bag. But you can't do it never. We're never, we're never going to put that shit back in the bag. Women cannot choose that anymore. Not, not only that, if they do choose it, they probably are not going to marry someone their age. <laughs> They're not going to marry. She better marry a ninja in his 40s or 50s. That shit ain't going to happen. All right, there, there ain't gonna have not many men in women's age groups in their twenties make that much more money, especially a woman like this. I mean, this woman, she better marry a she. I don't know, she looks Italian or Mexican. Any dude Italian or Mexican in your age group ain't gonna be able to afford you that lifestyle. We've let the cat out of the bag. We're not going back. Not only that, America will never let us go back to that. Not to say America, the Fed, and will never let us go back. The IRS will never let us go back to that. Why? Because that's leaving untaxed income. All right. They, they, they're getting untaxed. Uh, they're getting their tax income reduced. So they need these hoes out here working. Okay. Get your ass out here working. Go in and get you a career. Indeed. Let me get to you with this. So I could focus on my career. All right. So we've, we've, the ship is sailed. It's unfortunate, but that's where we are. All right, we have another one here that's going to be making the same so conversation just, here. Uh, we got we got a re- another redhead. Oh, boy, they know. We got another porcelain princess here, and uh, she has something to say. I don't want to work anymore. <laughs> now everyone who's not going to watch the full video can go comment about how lazy I am, how lazy my generation is, and how we just don't want to work anymore. And now for those that are still here, I will explain what we mean by that. Man, all redheads look the same. It's kind of like, you know, people with missing chromosomes, little people, dwarfs. They call them, used to call them midgets. They all kind of look the same in the face. All strawberry, all, all redheads look the same. They like to look like the same person, right? Like they don't look like, they look like they twins. I knew a girl in high school looked just like that, had a mad crush on me. She looked the exact same. All right, anyway, let me stop. All right, uh, anyway, let's continue, man. Ninjas. White girls, all right, they all look the same. All right, let's continue here. I do want to work. If I didn't work, I think I would honestly probably get so bored that I would just want to off myself. Like, most of us want to work. It helps give you purpose. It helps give you something to do. Hopefully, you do something you're passionate about. Luckily for me, I do do something I'm passionate about. So I genuinely like my job. But the problem is the purpose of a job is supposed to pay for you to be able to afford to live. And that's just not the case anymore. People in my generation who went to college, who did everything they were supposed to do, worked hard in school, went to a good college, graduated with their degree, yada, yada, got their first job, and they can't afford to live. And we're working 40 to 60 hours a week, like on average, and we cannot afford to live. Like, we just do not make enough to pay rent, to pay for food. Everything is so expensive right now, and wages are not keeping up with the cost of living. So we are working full time, giving up a huge portion of our lives to work, and we can't even afford to live. That is why my generation is frustrated. That is why we don't want to work anymore, because we work really hard and we still can't afford to even get by. So, like, what's the point? We can't afford to save. Wait, 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 wait. Let me stop her right there. Wait, 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 wait. So she says we can't 
we can't afford to work in 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 afford wait we can't afford to live so what's the point of working oh my lord <laughs> yo man we we done out here if that's your conclusion and by the way she voted for this yes we have to say that if that's your conclusion we're in trouble we're in trouble if you got to this phase of your life and because we don't have parents that are stable economically so this is part of the problem most of us don't have two-parent family privilege. Many of us are out here. Y'all was born out of wedlock or uh, oopsie babies. Many of us have been part of divorce or split households. So we don't, we're not giving our kids an advantage at all. And yes, I get it. Everything costs more. But now you arrived at 26 and you ready to throw the towel in. <laughs> like, get a skill, get a better job, make better decisions. You know what I mean? There's a way out of this. But just then saying, no, I'm not going to do it, but this is going to usher in UBI, right? This is why people are going to take the path of least resistance. This is why people are going to take a check from the government. This is all going to, this isn't going to create, because they're saying, no, we don't want to hustle. Nah, we want to chill. We want work-life balance. We want to fornicate. This also going to drive the single mother rate up. This is going to also drive the single mother rate up. Because you know women ain't going to do nothing but sit around, get fat, and fornicating. That's what they're going to do. If you let if you pay them to do it, that's what they're going to do. We can't afford to buy things we want. We can't afford to go out and do fun things. We can barely afford to pay our rent oh. and buy food. So a what? lot of us have like two or three jobs or like work a full time job and have several side hustles. Oh. That is the case for me. What is it? And then older generations just look at us and they're like, you're not working hard enough. This is your fault. Like you're not working hard enough. That's why you can't get. The reason we can't get by is because the cost of living since the 90s has gone up 67%, while the wages have only gone up 18%. All right, so let me stop it right there. She's right right there. She's Now she's right. All right, she's absolutely right right there. Now, that, listen, I, we don't have any control over that, but she's right. And so a lot of us that are older don't understand that. It's tough out here for young people today. It's really, really tough. It's tough when you're, you know, you're, you're saddled down with student loan debt and you're seeing the price increases um, you're seeing rents increase. Much of this is by choice. We've chosen this for ourselves. And uh, we've chosen this for ourselves. This is a early, this is an early showing them reacting to what maybe millennials push through in terms of legislation, ideals, all right, participation trophy, mindset. Not all of them have that, but this is the result of being nice. This is the result of making your boss and manager feel like you're a part of the team, right? You know, this whole idea. The best bosses and managers are non-authoritative. Um, you know, they make their, you're part of the team. You're their coworkers. You're on the same, this is part of this mindset. This is now the failure of all of this mindset being ushered in. Because now nobody respects the boss and authority anymore. And I'm gonna just, not, I'm gonna just throw it in. This is the mindset of the liberal I deserve, why do I have to do this? Guys, you probably are going to spend the first 25 years if you have a job struggling. It is not until you hit your 40s into your 50s, most people into their 50s, that they actually get a return. And that's if you have children and a wife. It's going to take you up until your 50s. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nobody wants to hear that. But also, this is also the case if you actually had a farm in the agrarian time, 
if you were an immigrant through indentured servitude, if you were a slave and you worked to try to free yourself, it's the same thing. Nobody comes out of the box swinging. Most people who do is and are people that came from a two-parent household. If you did not or you came from parents that chose the middle class and they never pushed ahead or they could not forge ahead, or you came from a single mother household, or you came from descendants of slave ninja, good luck. <laughs> good fucking luck, man. It's going to be a uphill battle. It's going to be a grind. So wages have not kept up with the cost of living. That is why we can't afford to live. Not because we're lazy, not because we don't work, not because we don't want to work anymore. What? That is why. What? No, wait, whoa, whoa. That's why? Because of inflation? All right, nice try. That is all. We're also in extreme debt because everything is so much more expensive than it used to be. College is way more expensive than it used to be. Don't go to college. Uh, college is at this particular point for people who don't pay for it up front is a, probably a dead proposition. All right, uh, for a lot of these lemon heads here. All right, because, you know, they're going to pick a dumb major anyway. By the way, you college is a scam because you didn't pay for it up front and you picked a dumb major. College is not a scam for most of the people who paid for it up front, had the choice of flexibility. They had a two-parent household. Their parents saved for it, and they picked a major where their parents said, I'm not paying for college if you pick a dumb major. Some people probably doing decent in life, probably. But if you took a student loan out and you didn't do work study and you sat there and you went on vacation, you went to damn Tulum and Lake Tahoe and Cabo San Lucas and Lake Havasu and you spent your student loan money and your grant money on bullshit and books and you took out credit cards, yeah, it's an uphill battle. Uphill battle. You're going to need to come up in order to dig yourself out of that one. Here we go. Cars are way more expensive than they used to be. Housing, way more expensive than it used to be. And on top of all that, politicians and older generations are destroying our environment, not doing oh. anything to protect it. So we don't even know that there'll be a habitable earth oh. when we're older Jesus. to live in. So, yeah, that makes us pretty pessimistic and nihilistic and not want to work. Shout out to Ronald McDonald. Man, can I tell y'all young people, young people, listen to me, man. Listen, you're talking to a guy that grinded, uh, back break, and I started off working in the warehouse. I worked in the fast food industry. I delivered pizza. I did side hustle after side hustle. I built skills. I worked in a good, stable career. Well, it wasn't stable, but it was a good career. I had a great run being a college basketball coach. Um, and I got here, I did a personal training business for 10 years, AKA was my own business, right? So I was, took the risk. I work with no safety net. I don't have a job after like I do, but I work with no safety net. It's me. I don't have a boss that tells me what to do on my own leader. It takes some time. If you do, if you have this mindset now, you do not realize that you are going to have to do this for a long freaking time. Life is long, and you're not going to be chilling with your feet out on a boat. If you are, you're going to be getting that punani slaughtered by whoever has that boat. You're not going on five vacations. This shit is a pipe dream. Stop looking at TikTok and Instagram at the young people who are doing this. We definitely live in a society of class 
your working class, that's what you are until you get out. If you stop now, Wendy, if you stop now, Wendy, all right, and you stop bringing out that chili and them and them a uh, big uh, a biggie burger, you stop doing this. It's gonna be an uphill battle. You can't marry out of this anymore, right? There was a time a woman can marry out out of this, Ronald, Ronald McDonald. We're not marrying out of this, baby, gentlemen. There's no amount of man. This sucks for me. That is gonna fix this. I I want people to know there's no amount of I was oppressed. There's no amount of they owe me. There's no amount of they need to do something about this. When <laughs> I'm telling you guys, I, I'm just want to tell you now, there's no amount of this. But I see Gen Z headed down the wrong path because this path is going to lead us to some form of socialism, some form of more ty- uh, tyranny, some form of more control. If what she's looking for is the solution, there's no solution. She's just saying stuff is I can't control it. But then if you want somebody to control it, they're going to put more controls on you. And I feel sorry for these young people here, but these are your future wives. Guys, these are your future wives. These are the women that are supposed to be dating. And this is why dating has suffered as well. Because these young women right here, look, this is why dating has suffered as well. Because you have these women here that are, this is their battle every day. They're stressed and they're in a bind. They're financially stressed. They don't see any way out. Some of them are finessing, trying to get pregnant. Some of them are selling a little bit of puss, right? When I start selling pussy, yeah, I don't want to hear it. Some of them aren't built for this. Ladies, one thing I want to tell you, let the big dogs be the big dogs. I'm a big dog. Like, I take on obstacles. I take on opportunities. I'm the guy that's going to take the risk. And there's no reward if you don't risk unless you just get lucky. But luck is when opportunity meets preparation. That's all luck is. You got to be prepared for luck. Some people really get lucky, but that's another story. That's an outlier. I'm going to tell you now. Let the big dogs be the big dogs. But when you with me, you the little pup. All right. Good job. But you're not going to be the big dog. Just sit on back. I got this. All right. I got this. But that comes with some form of control. That comes from from some form of loss of freedom for yourself. So they want it both ways. They want the freedom to do what they want. Chill. One, three days off. Spend money. You know you're going to spend more money. You know you're going to spend more money with a day off of work. You're, You're working four days. And you're going to be off three. You're going to be in a hole. This is not going to work. All right. Not going to work. Let me give you one more. And this is now one of your future wives here. Last one. Here it is right here. Unfortunately, look, dating marriage and children as a Gen Z woman. Had a conversation with my dad. I mean, would I really say it's a conversation or him talking at me? I don't know, but yeah, the conversation really was about me not want me not wanting to have kids and like my views on marriage and just all of that. 
um, a couple months back, I kind of just talked to my parents, just brought up the topic of like me not wanting to have kids. And it was just a big shocker. They were just like, oh my God, why don't you want to have kids? Like kids are a blessing and da da this and da 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 da. And it's like, that's cool and all, but is that a blessing that I want? Is that something that I really want to deal with? And then in the next breath, you're telling me all the sacrifices and stuff you did for me. I don't want to do that for somebody else. I know how selfish I am. I know when I touch the money that I that I want, that I when I really get the money that I want, baby, I'm not gonna want to spend that on no damn kid. Let's let's do this. And I missed it. I didn't complete the point. Women are not built to be the big dog. Right? You're you're not. You just think you're just gonna work and touch money. You're not ready to be the big dog. You're gonna work and do bare, barely minimum shit. Uh, the reason why a lot of women are depressed, anxious, and stressed out is because they're ill-equipped to do this for a long period of time. People have known this. This is the majority. This is in general, not all. There are some women out here that hustle and they on a grind. Some of them are Gen Xers. Most of them are Gen Xers. All right, so with this being said, let me be the big dog. Let me take on the anxiety, the stress. I'll take it on. You know, men did, typically did that. But now they find ways to work. But then now they got the easiest, cushiest ass, lazy jobs and they don't want to work. Now, if you have a daughter that is Gen Z, in four years, almost all of Gen Z are going to be fully adults. They're going to be adults. So Gen Z is no longer look, looking like teenagers anymore. In four years, they'll all be adults. With this being said, if you have a daughter, you ain't marrying that bitch off. She going to be riding your goddamn coattails for the rest of your life. And she's going to be like, I don't care about this. I'm going to touch money, and I'm going to get handbags. I'm going to touch money, and I'm going to be living better now, Coogee sweater now. So this is what the conversation is. Her parents are probably completely out of touch Gen Xers, all right, and completely out of touch with reality. They, think, they wonder why men and women aren't getting married. Here's the thing. She's not set up for marriage. She's not willing to sacrifice for marriage, and it's completely fine. It's her choice. But she also thinks she's going to touch money. She also thinks she's going to be out here being a boss bitch. And the problem is she's also getting ran through more times in the Holland Tunnel. So this is what Gen Z is choosing. They're choosing to get ran through. And now they're really unmarriageable. Here we go right here. I don't want to spend it on me. I'm not worried about traveling with it. I want to travel. I want to travel. And then, like, he kept attaching everything to a man, a man, a man, a man, a man. And then he's telling me, oh, you know, who's going to take care of you when you get old? My money? Bruh, take a look, gentlemen. And I'm not trying to be mean to this young lady. She said my money. What that mean? Now, everybody... Everybody knows that this shit is not going to happen. First of all, your body is your work. Your health is your wealth. I'm already seeing that you lost that battle, and you're not even 24. That battle has been lost. Odds are you ain't ever going to see no, <laughs> not in the next, not looking like that. Not looking, not with that much mouth. I'm just letting you know. I gotta. I will bet on you. I will bet on you that you don't touch a bag. Listen, I'll put up over and under. No, I'm just playing here. Let's continue here. Here we go. The community that I cultivate, 
Why does everything have to be about a man? He's like, you need to find somebody you can build with, somebody you can build, build. Why, why can't I build myself? Why can't I well. build on my own? Why does it always have to be attached to a man? And I kept trying to stress the fact that I'm dating in a completely, like uh -oh. this is untouched, uncharted territories in this dating as a Gen Z. What? I'm 22 years old. I was born in 2001. 22. This dating scene is something none of these, none of nobody has experienced except the people in it right now. And it's a totally different ball game. All the bullshit tactics and stuff y'all use and talk about is not effective in this generation. And just dating in general is it's not even fun anymore. Like, <laughs> yo, man, we out of control, man. We got our priorities out of whack. Dating is supposed to be fun. Bitch, what are you talking about? You're supposed to be finding a mate. It's not even fun anymore. Why? Because we got hookup culture, fornication, and women selling puss. This is out of control. Their whole expectations are a mess. All right? Dating is never intended to be fun. You're supposed to have a good time, but it ain't supposed to be fun. Bitch, I ain't your damn fun house. All right? <laughs> I ain't your fun house. All right? And the, does she have on Dr. Scrubs? Is she a medical assistant right here? All right, come on, let's continue. It's not, it's not what y'all try to get. And then my line of work, I, I deal with women intimately every day. I'm a waxer. The amount of uh -huh. mothers that I've spoken to, whether that be single mothers, married mothers, co-parenting mothers, all the genres and ways that can be dressed up and dressed down. A lot of them are not happy. A lot of them are not happy. True. Or not as happy as y'all try to make it seem i really don't know how to say it but that's true basically what she's right about that that's true what i'm saying is for me that narrative playing out in my life having to sacrifice and show up and be a parent regardless if i'm good or not is not something that i want to do spending my hard-earned money on a kid is not something i want to do i'm very selfish and i know that about myself and i'm glad that i know that about myself because a lot of y'all parents figure that out once y'all have kids uh, and i'm gonna end it with this uh -oh. if a lot of if ooh, let me let me gather myself i'm so worked up right now but my ending statement is that if a lot of if a lot ooh, girl maybe i shouldn't say it maybe god's trying to tell me to shut up but no i'm gonna say it if people that aren't equipped to be parents stop having kids, there would be a lot less fucked up adults in this world. Now, that is right. I'll give her that one right there. Let me give her a round of, wait a minute. I'll give her a round of applause. That's true. That's true. I definitely believe in some eugenics. Uh, yeah, man. A lot of parents is on some bullshit. She's actually right about that. Uh, right about that. Yeah, a lot of y'all are misled. Y'all had no, y'all gave y'all kids no chance at all. So, that she healed, she hit a home run there, and she actually put had another fair point in there. All right, but she is, yeah, right here. <laughs> right? So, a lot of y'all parents had kids selfishly, multiple children, couldn't afford them. Yeah, you got a point on that one. You got a point on that one. And, and the kids had no chance from the beginning. So, this is where Gen Z is saying, Hey, y'all raised us, y'all brought us into this world. I was given this world, I didn't make it. So their reality is, it wasn't my fault. <laughs> you and your whack-ass parenting made me. All right, so she's talking about her moms and her pops. Yeah, she's like, hey, y'all brought me in here. So I'm going to just tell you, yeah, broken clock is right at least two times. And I'm going to agree with her on that. That one right there, she is absolutely right. All right, um, 
Let's see if she has a point to finish. And really think about that. A lot of y'all parents shouldn't have been parents. A lot of y'all grandparents shouldn't have been parents. Oh. The whole struggle, oh, my childhood, I had to do this, and we struggled. You shouldn't have had to struggle. No child should have. And, I, and I'm not even like the child-free type of person that hates kids. I don't hate kids. I feel like kids should have everything and fucking more. And because I know that I wouldn't be able to, not that I wouldn't be able to give that, but that I don't want to give that is the reason why I don't want to have kids. All right, and so fair, fair, fair points on there for her right there. And, you know, I'm using her as an example of people who might be out of touch or maybe you have Gen Z kids. And trust me, you're not having these conversations with your children. Your daughters and sons are not telling you this. You're not even close enough to your kid to even have this length of discussion without you browbeating them, right? And without telling you, no, nah, you get married. Without fathers panicking, talking about their whore daughter is never going to leave the streets, in these streets. Right? So you're not going to have it. So a lot of Gen Z people are expressing this to their online diary, which is TikTok and YouTube. And they're telling you what they want from their life. They don't see your life as a symbol of success. They see your life as struggle. And they say, why go through the struggle? Why go through marriage? Why go through sacrifice? Why go through the fact that I got to struggle like this and have three kids and a husband that I don't like? Hey, I, don't, I ain't mad at her. I ain't mad at her. Here's my problem. She ain't got no choice out here. She, she ain't got no choice. It's going to be bad out there for a lot of y'all out here, Gen Z. All right? Until this economy changes, you ain't, go, you ain't really got no options. And with the last story, let me show you out here. This is your boy, Charlie Sheen, a.k.a. I don't pay him for sex. I pay him to leave. Well, the chickens that come home to roost on Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen's daughter has joined OnlyFans. I covered this when the news broke about maybe six months to a year ago. And uh, Charlie Sheen shares uh, initial reaction to daughter joining OnlyFans. This can only go bad. Yeah. Somebody said, I'm using TikTok as a, I'm using YouTube as an online diary too. No. I'm using TikTok to, or TikTok. I'm using YouTube to teach. All right, I'm teaching you. <laughs> what do you mean? This is not my online diary. I'm the teacher. You're the student. Sometimes, sometimes I share, but I don't jump on here and say, let me share my thoughts about where my life is. No, I teach you ninjas about where your life is. All right, here we go right here. You're in the classroom. Are you taking notes? All right, here we go right here. Charlie Sheen, daughter, OnlyFans. And by the way, his ex-wife is on OnlyFans as well. She decided to throw her OnlyFans out here. And um, it says right here, this can only go bad. Now, let me show you a picture of daughter and mother. All right, let me see here. Let me see if I can find it. And daughter, let me see if I can find it here. Uh, pull it up. They do have photos together. And uh, let's see where it is here. I want to show the photos. Uh, th this is the lovely, these are the lovely uh, daughter and mother of OnlyFans right there. And so there she is. Oh, yeah. She looking like a, she looking like a good master splinter. She looking like a long lady. I'll fold her. Mama looking all right with all that hair and makeup. She cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. But uh, yeah, that's where it is. That's where it ended up for Charlie Sheen. Now, if you don't know the story, if you don't know the story, 
Charlie Sheen primarily raised the daughter. I believe the daughter was living with the father. The daughter was living with the father. And then what happened was the daughter wanted to go live with mom. All right, towards the end. I think right when she was turning 18, she wanted to go live with her mom. And um, Charlie Sheen was like, okay, whatever's clever. But then when she moved over with mom, mom let her join OnlyFans. Um, and so, listen, I don't, she's probably going to do well on there because she has celebrity background and funding. But she moved with mom, and the first thing mom did was kind of do the sabotage. You do what you want. You follow your spirit. You basically do what I did in the industry, fornicate my way to the top. She got a drop neck and have a lot of barbecue. barbecue Mom knows how to get her way to the top, and she got to suck off some people. Um, And mom knows, baby, this is what you're going to have to do. She didn't put her in Princeton or Yale. She put her on OnlyFans. All right, this is how I got started. This is how you're going to get it. This is how I met your father. Okay. Right. This is how I met your father. So now what we see is because the mother has opened that up, and mothers tend to do this when their daughter turns 18. She let them get a full cartilage pierce. The mother will say, go get a tattoo. The mother will say, go join only like typically, typically, because this is their only way out. Only way out. It's really their only way out. It's the oldest profession in the world. The only way out. Just sell a little ass and tits and then a little flat back. Uh yeah, I might go check out a couple of free pictures. But this is how it's done. You see Steve Harvey's mom kind of did the same thing with Lori Harvey. Hey, baby, you can do that education shit all you want. But I was a hustler chick going out there and hustle these dudes. And then she became a, a, a basically a, uh, a, lease, a girl that's leased. Right? Lori Harvey did the same thing. So this is what's happening. And unfortunately, um, this is the new way of the world. Uh, this is where the dads are going, oh, man, I want, I want my daughter to be X, Y, and Z. I wanted to be educated. I wanted to be self-sufficient. I wanted to not need a man. All right, and then, you know, you see it here. Gen Z women are saying, oh, hell with that shit. All right, and Gen Z, uh, the mothers of Gen Z, is like going on out there and make that bag. Going, going, going out there and get your bag. You gotta get my bag and run. Do what you need to get to the top. So we live in a weird, you know, it is what it is. Did I say Steve Harvey's mom? I meant Steve Harvey's wife, and I, what I said was alleged. All right, look, I gotta get to the main event right here. Respect better than love. We're going to teach you real quick. Why did I take my banner down? Respect better than love. All right. I think I have a video on this one here. And the reason I want to talk about this is a lot of men want to ask me about, especially young men. Young men want to say, hey, coach, but what about love? They might ask me, have you ever experienced love? I mean, listen, we've all experienced love. If you got to this point in your life, you've all experienced it. You all saw the benefits of it. You all saw the, you know, you all saw it come and go. You all saw, said you were going to make it last. And ladies, you're here too. And if you're under 25, just sit down and listen. Stop running your damn lips. Stop bumping your gums. All right, just stop stealing oxygen right now. Just breathe. All right, so in this situation here, guys don't realize that love doesn't last. Now, loyalty lasts, dedication lasts, but respect lasts more. And there's a lot of people who claim they're in love, but they don't respect their partner. Thus, they will disrespect their partner in public and claim that they love. But for men, the number one thing that men really want, love is important, but respect is eternal. If you lose the respect of your girl, she might say, I still love you just out of loyalty, out of feeling, out of, man, you know, that's my child's father. We showed you a lady that went through that mindset. All right, he's a good guy. He's a good dad. He's a good husband. But fuck him. I don't respect him. 
I love them for that. But, hey, I got to bounce. I got to disrespect you. I got to get your ass. I got to tar and feather you. So this is what we're seeing. We're seeing a lot of this go on. And a lot of guys clamoring, cling to love, but don't even have the woman's respect. She disrespects you. She belittles you. She says your little business and your little video games and your little this and your little that. Right? You got to beg her through Panani. You got to go through chore play to get her excited. She rashes out sex. She makes you jump through hoops and hurdles. You have a partnership. You're paying 50-50. You ain't giving her all her all your pimping. You ain't leading her. And she then will thus disrespect you. She will lose respect. Once she loses respect, love don't matter. Love don't matter. Love don't come with this pimping. It don't. So guys are really clamoring for respect. Let me show you a situation here. And there's a young Mexican guy or a Latino brother here. And uh, he's with his girl. And um, in this situation here, he's going to get interviewed. He will drop the N-word. But if you come around the hood, Inglewood, you know that our Latino brothers be dropping the N-word. Leave the young man alone. He's going to do a street interview. And uh, this happens. What is the toxic trait out there? Hey, what's a big red flag, though? Big red flag? That. See that? You funny. You hug another nigga. All right, go ahead. Bye. Like, I'm not even doing this shit for the content. I'm being 100 for real. Hey, and I'm glad I'm making your shit go viral because I'm gonna have it. Like, on my daughter. Hey, rip that off me. Rip that bracelet off me. Hey, ri- hey rip this bracelet off me. Rip this bracelet off. Rip it off. There you go. What is the toxic trait out there? Hey, what's a big red flag, though? Big red flag? That. <laughs> All right, let's stop it right there. All right, and so kind of timely, whether this is a skit or not, they said, what's the toxic trait? Oh, that right there. And as you guys saw, his gordita saw Tyrone hugged up all on Tyrone in front of him. So then the guy said, well, that's actually toxic. You know, this is uncomfortable. Why are you hugging another guy all up on me? And ninjas be doing this. Dirty Mac and ass ninjas. Ninjas that do this. I find this behavior not only disrespectful from her, from her in, but disrespectful from the guys in. Right? I don't know if he knew that, that the boyfriend was there. He probably did. Ninjas do st- stuff like this and get stabbed. All right? And you deserve to get stabbed. All right? Because you're doing this and... You're kind of just adding fuel to the fire. You might be smashing. She looks like the type of woman that would cheat on this ninja. Right? She looked toxic as hell. She blowing a vape pipe or whatever she is, marijuana. She wide as she is tall. All right? And she's still probably under 22 years old. She's going to blow up like the Goodyear blimp. All right? Everybody knows this. Uh, but what, what the guy is now seeing is, hey, look, you might love me. You might claim to love me, but you don't respect me. You don't respect me. You got to have boundaries. You got to understand that. So when men have these conversations, young men, you know, uh, should, should I tell my girl to not wear a certain attire? Well, when you don't have leverage and options, you, don't, you can't have this conversation. You cannot have this conversation. When you have leverage and options, you're giving instructions. You're not, the, now the, if the woman's having this conversation with you, she don't respect you. Not to say she can't wear what she wants, but let me just tell you, if you're in this conversation, she don't love you. She might say she love you. She has no love for you because there's no respect. There should be a semblance of, does this look appropriate? But you got hoes out here double dipping in relationships. 
where they have a loving relationship. They have you where you want it. They have you under their thumb, but you got no damn respect. Okay. She gives you no respect. She be out here just dissing your ass in various ways that you can see that that relationship is going south. It ain't going nowhere. All right. She got all of the red flags. She out here thought and she out there hugging on other ninjas in front of you. She out there with them fat, sloppy ass titties out. All right. Compressed in that compression suit. Soon as you soon as you let that compression suit uh uh open up, she gonna pop out. Okay. All right. But guys are guys are in love with women like this. When you're young, you're in love with women like this. Why? Because this is all you have. You don't have nothing else to leverage. Nothing. This is why guys put up with disrespect. Men in marriages put up with disrespect like this. Have you ever had this situation? Men in relationships and marriage. Where the woman, um, you're out with um, you're out with your friends. You're minding your own business. You're having a conversation. And for some reason, your girl or your wife will say something sideways about you. Right, something sideways, reveal a private detail, talk about what you do in your own home behind closed doors. Like, let's just say, let's just say you like to, um, let's just say you like to eat Doritos. All right, he'd be sitting up eating Doritos all day. Now, let's say you didn't want nobody to let, you know, you've been on the health kick. You've been trying to lose weight and you tell everybody, you know what, man, I've been trying to lose weight. And here she come. Your girl, the woman who loves you, the woman you're in a relationship with, here she comes from way over here, heard you say you're trying to lose weight. She'll tell everybody. She'll stop the conversation. What you talking about you trying to lose weight? You sit up and use Doritos, eating Doritos all day. You're looking at her like, bruh. Now, why in the hell did you come across the room with that bullshit? They're trying to be funny. They're trying to find a way. And I, I see a lot of spouses that do that. That is the biggest sign of disrespect that I could ever tell you. in your If, if your woman's doing that, she don't respect you. She's trying to be funny. She's trying to be loud-mouthed. She's trying to uh, steal the moment. But, guys, that is the biggest sign of disrespect. <laughs> All right? Because... That's going to start off some stuff. It's definitely going to. Now, men, if you do this to your girl, same thing. But I find that this behavior is typically women against men. And then what they'll do is they'll play the victim when you come at her next. Shut your fat ass up. All right. Then it's, then it's tears. Then the women are like, oh. Then the sips are like, hey, hey. And you already, she already threw you under the bus. Hey, man. Hey, man. That's overboard, man. Why you do her like that, man? Come here, baby. Come on, man. Let me walk you off right here. And then your girl, your homeboy, dirty macking you. It was a joke, and you took it too far. It was a joke. You can't take ill humor. You have a fragile male ego. <laughs> You're sitting like, you didn't even start it. She started it by ear hustling and then wanting to open her uh, mouth and start bumping her gums and popping her lips. So you should have stayed quiet, and then you should have been, uh, you, you should only been dipping your nose in grown man business all right, when you should have. See, you stepped out of line and you was out of pocket. All right, so that's why you about to catch wreck. Mm. But 
This is a sign of disrespect. Let me show you another one right here. Show you another one. Why respect be important. So allegedly this video, it could be a skit or not. We're going to break it down. Let me play the video. Oh, this is probably going to be an advert. Give me a second here. Probably going to get an advertisement. Oh, uh, oh no, it's, it's no advert. Time. This week I didn't got off work, pulled in my driveway, and my daddy in my goddamn house. All right. We sound like we're in Baton Rouge and I, or something like that, Louisiana. He's going to be in my goddamn house. I just don't understand this shit, man. All right, Shreveport. All right, so this sounds like Shreveport or something like that. So he's saying his father is at his house for the third time this week. I got a girlfriend at home. Why are you popping up in my house? Just like I thought. Just like I thought. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What, what we got going on here, huh? Get the camera on my face. What, what we got what we got going on here, huh? Uh-oh. What's what's y'all? don't fucking junior me, man. Uh-oh. All right, so let's set up the scene here. Let's set up the scene. <laughs> he said that's Boosie. It does sound like Boosie. So I think it's his Baton Rouge. So dad in this particular video is sitting up. <laughs> yeah. Is sitting up in his crib, and he got he's sitting up, and it looks like the girlfriend of the young man that's coming home is cooking for daddy. All right, shout out to daddy and out here. Him, daddy. All right, the girlfriend is cooking for daddy, and daddy been over there a couple of times, according to this video here. We're gonna break it down. We always use skit stuff, but this is what the girlfriend's wearing right here. All right, this is what the girlfriend's wearing. So now. She's out of pocket. She's blatantly disrespecting him in his own house. And she's also suspect, right? The behavior is suspect. And there would be no reason why your girl would have her booty shorts. By the way, I did tell you this is what your girlfriend's going to look like the majority of the time. Making him food, treating him, all right? Treating him and with the, what, the, what does they call it? They call it the, uh, the air fryer. She got the air fryer going. <laughs> All right, definitely a Gen Zer, and she got her booty cheeks out. All right. Get the camera on my face. What, what we got? What we got going on here, huh? What what y'all? Hey, don't fucking junior me, man. Don't fucking junior me, man. It's your third time this week popping up in my motherfucking house without letting me know you gonna pop up, huh? You fucking eat chicken. Chicken. And you got these little ass shorts on? Yeah, oh man, she got them cheeks out. Boy, she got some saddlebags on her, man. Look at them saddlebags. Look at that. She got all saddlebag down there. She's built like scrub. All right, let me stop. No body shaming. She got her bra fat all up under the bra. Hold up for a second. Let's continue. What's wrong with y'all, man? What the hell y'all got going on? You got your legs wide open? Drinking is no I ain't fucking tripping. You think I'm stupid or something? What the fuck y'all got going on? I don't give a damn what. Say, say, man, what, 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 what's going on, huh? I'm frying chicken for my man. That's it. What? Hold up. I'm frying chicken for my. I'm frying chicken for my man. All right. Uh oh. She need to work out a little bit. All right. Here we go. Why are you recording? Get the camera. Well, your man just got here, and I come home. 
Think about this shit. I'm coming home to my motherfucking pops in the kitchen with my goddamn girl with these little ass shorts on eating. Eat, I, I say, Junior, Junior. Tripping, man. Why, why, how I'm tripping? Tell me how I'm tripping. Tell me how I'm tripping. You got these shot at? I'm doing anything. I'm crying chicken. You come home tripping like. Ooh, man, she greased up. She got them cheeks greased up. I mean, this is pro most likely a skit. All right, but this is also shows you that, guys, this skit is not far, that far from reality. Now, it is out of the reality that dad would be over there, right? That the dad would be. Damn, daddy. But it's not out of the realm of possibility that she would not have a man, a cousin, a former, you know, a, a homie lover friend, a past ex. It's not out of the realm of possibility that a young couple be, can be caught up into this type of thing. And she sees no problem. Well, she knows there's a problem here. The problem is that they're having an affair. Even in this skit, this is an affair. Just to let you guys know, this is an affair. This is as good enough evidence as you need. All right. This is good enough evidence as you need as to figure out if this is an affair. What more evidence do you need? All right. Any, anything less than them admitting it is just gaslighting you. So this is a blatant sign of disrespect. Here we go. She, she out here with them cheeks out, boy. She double cheeked out here. All right. Look at her. All right, boy. Here we go. What's the problem? It ain't that serious. And you it ain't that boy. serious. Hell no. Did you, did you tell me you was going to be at my house? I came from Miss Joyce's house around the corner. Did you let me know you was going to be at my house? Huh? Huh, I come home, you you sitting in the motherfucking kitchen talking to my girlfriend with these little ass shorts on, Tanisha. Okay, I didn't know you didn't talk to him. I thought y'all talked. He stopped by, and that was it. Hey, man. This shit, dog. No, I'm tripping. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. You drinking? You full of liquor? Full of fucking beer, Coronas, liquor right here. <laughs> they got the hip. <laughs> he got the hypnotic going, and Daddy up here. Look at what Daddy. He got the jean shorts on. Oh my goodness, legs wide open. Oh man, this is definitely an affair. This would be an affair. This would constitute an affair here. Man, I'm tripping. Say, say, man, y'all all that junior shit. Don't sit down. All that shit. I, don't sit down. Don't sit down. You take the motherfucking shorts off. I don't have to take Say, the shorts off. Come on. Now I don't give a damn. You gotta, you gotta go. Uh oh. You gotta go. You don't have to go. Now. Get my house. All right. And so in this skit, right, or in this presentation right here, the the man is saying you have to go. I think the dad is definitely violating here and out of pocket himself. And dad really just busting them cheeks down. I'm gonna tell you what happened. The dad has fixed her binds. I'm in a bind. Name. I actually told you this scenario the other day. Uncles, fathers, all right, uh, will typically get in a situation of a young couple. And what they'll do is they'll fix binds. The couple will be in a bind. The couple will be like, hey, you know, uh, you know, Junior working pretty good here. Or, um, you know, uh, my boyfriend working pretty good, but, you know, I, I got in a little bit of a bind. We tight financially. And Big Papa, right, Big Papa will come through. Girl, you ain't got nothing to worry about. He'll come in tricking. Dad just got came from jail. He did look like that. But Pops will come in, and he'll be like, baby, I got you. Don't worry about it. You know, don't tell Junior I'm giving you a little bit of money. Don't tell Junior I'm hitting you up. Don't tell uh, Cud. Don't tell my uh, little nephew. Don't tell little nephew I gave you a little bit of money, all right, because he'll be offended. Don't tell little nephew. Don't tell Cud. Don't tell. And so he'll give her a little bit of money, and then she'll keep it a secret. 
She'll keep it a secret. At that particular point, uncle, papa, cuh, he is looking at that as an opening. You want to keep that secret. You want to keep that money coming. You know what I mean? You're going to have to do a little something, something else. I know you're going to be in the bind next day. I'll bring the hypnotic by, you know. You know, Junior ain't going to be home. And so he's slow pimping her. He just keep this a little secret. I'll give you a little bit of hump, especially in Baton Rouge. This is some shit Baton Rouge will do it right here. So Papa out there, he's, listen, this guy, Papa, is sitting there, this posture right here. I'm going to tell you what this posture is. He already smashed them cheeks. No man sits like that in front of a woman. Because, look, he slumped down in the chair. He has nut clarity fatigue. That Right there, he has nut clarity fatigue. He already done popped her off. Right? He's already have access to this. All right? When you sit like this, you already done empty balls. Right now, he sit back drinking a beer. He slumped up in the chair, legs wide open. He done got them balls all. He did balls. He got them balls licked. He already. <laughs> he already really good. He, he got it all licked up and down. She did balls. All right, he good for the day. He's like, oh, she making me some chicken too? He like, God, yeah, slipped out. He drinking. All right, anyway, man, let me finish this little video here. You got to respect my house. You got to go. You got to go, man. He said <laughs> he fresh off a nap too. Yep, he didn't took a nap. He didn't took that hard 15 minute. You know, when you pass out for 15 minutes. <sighs> he didn't woke up drooling. Leaking. All right, let me stop. Here we go. Here. Oh, he said, I got a sugar baby already. This is definitely Baton Rouge, Louisiana. This is somewhere in Louisiana for sure. He said, I already got young girls. Uh oh. Uh hold on for a second. I can't show this part. Um apparently they got into fisticuffs. All right, so I won't show that part on YouTube. They got the scrapping. And uh any dad that scraps their young son, I'll show you here the results of it. Apparently. There's there's the T-shirt of the young son right there. Uh, Junior got the beat down. He caught them hands, right? He caught them hands. And, um, you know, it didn't end well for the young guy. And he had to test Papa. And Papa showed him that jail strength. He showed him that Papa strength. But, yeah, he ready to relax about my girl. So, I don't know what it is. But let's talk about it. The young gentleman there has been disrespected. He's dealing with the disrespect of the woman. And we have the dad disrespecting him. But the problem is men will still say, what about love? What about love? But there was a great amount of disrespect that that the guy had to put up with this woman, mostly because he didn't have the leverage. 
who had the leverage? By the way, the dad had the leverage. At the end of the video, she's saying to the dad, you don't have to leave. All right, just so we can pop it up here. You out, you out of line. Talking about you got a motherfucking girlfriend, uh, 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 her age and shit. Look, you supposed to be my motherfucking mama. You supposed to be my motherfucking mama. You supposed to be my motherfucking mama. Oh. I told your ass, I want his ass. Stop coming to my house without telling me. And you didn't listen. I told you that shit. All right, and so there's the woman in the background. He don't have to tell you to come up in here. All right, and so, man, yeah, man, it's these are the things that men have to understand. So my basic premise here, and we'll get to the Super Chats. Love is cool. If you're going to live a long life, respect Trump's love. You will find that there is no woman in America that can promise you respect. What you're looking for long term from a woman is respect, not love. And if a woman says, I'll love you like no other, ask her, can she respect you like no other? Can you guarantee that at all times you will maintain a level of respect as long as I am leading? You don't have to ask her this as permission. You want to see what she says. Most likely, she cannot do this. It's almost impossible for the modern American woman under 35 to do this so love is not the answer for you love is the answer for her she is the recipient and she's in the business of receiving love she gives you love transactionally back based on your performance if you do uphold your performance she will give you love back but only the love that you give her first she's in the business of receiving women receive Women are almost always the receiver. The only time they give is the delivery of children into this world through incubation, right? That's the only time she gives to the world. Everything else, she's the receiver. When you're intimate with her, she's the receiver. In the workforce, she's never writing checks. She collecting checks as the receiver. She'll rarely ever be in a position of writing checks. When you're in this position of holidays, Mother's Day, Christmas, Valentine's Day, she's the receiver. When you're dating, she's the receiver. Receiver of invitations, receiver of gifts, receiver of dinners, she's the receiver. You're the giver. When you bend her over, push her face into the pillow, you're giving her. When you're dating her, mating her, Chasing her. You're the giver. You're the one running after her. You're the one impressing her. You're the one giving her opportunities, events, dinners. So in essence, when it comes to love, it is the same. She looks forward to it like a holiday. If I fall in love, I get to receive. I receive accolades. I receive attention. I receive his Johnson. I receive his kids. I receive a wedding. I receive uh, attention. I receive dates. And I, she's the receiver. This is why they never give up on love. They'll be 50, 60, 70 years old wanting love. Why? Because they're like a kid at Christmas. I, all kids look forward to Christmas. Adults don't. Why? Adult is the giver of Christmas. The child is the receiver. 
<laughs> so that's why they never give up on love. But why a man gives up on love is because he's the giver and he's tired of giving. But she should be giving you respect, number one. Let's give in here, right here. And it's a non-negotiable. You, When you guys grow up and toughen up out here, you will realize love is fleeting. Respect is eternal. <laughs> right? I want respect. Hell with love. Love is not something. I haven't been in love, and I've had women love me uh, way more times than I can count. It don't turn into much of me but a bill. That's what it turns into. It turns into them a parasitic relationship. Mm. <laughs> All right, shout out to uh, Brandon says, damn, coach, is there any hope for us nice guys? I already covered that. Bob says, seeing, through, uh, seeing those videos scare me. We know women won't go back to traditionalism. Those videos are an indication that they're going to push Marxism. And anybody who doesn't believe that, you're blind as a bat. We're going to go into some sort of totalitarianism, and it will look like and be under the guise of freedom or democracy or a republic. But in our future, you're going to have way too many people that don't understand and use their freedom wisely. They will continue to make bad choice after bad choice and bad choice and blame other people. You have people who are impatient. And they don't want to put in the work. They don't want to pay dues. You used to have to pay dues. One more thing. They have a phrase. It, you have to pay the cost to be the boss. You have to pay the cost to be the boss. That was a song, James Brown. Pay the cost to be the boss. Nobody wants to pay the cost. Everybody thinks the cost is too expensive. Nobody wants to put together and piece up and go get a 40. Everybody want their own 40. Everybody want their own bag of chips. Everybody want their own shit, and I want it up front. And then when I get it up front, I'm a sandbag. But you got to pay the cost to be the boss. That's all dying. And with that, we will have a dying republic. That's all it is. We're going to have universal basic income, free lunches, all right? Free lunches, free every goddamn thing, and that's always the solution until you realize there's a price for freedom. There's a price for freedom. Every right you give up, every piece of freedom that you receive establishes control over the populace, over the masses. And they control you through entertainment. They give you free things. They give you free things. They give you free social media. How much does social media cost? This goes back to all men pay. How much does any app on social media cost? When you went to your Apple store and you downloaded Facebook, how much did it cost you? How much money did it cost you? Now, let me tell you, we got some Facebook alcoholics out here. We call them Facebookaholics. Mostly women, mostly older women. Them bitches are addicted to Facebook. And it cost them a bunch of opportunities. They sit up all day on Facebook. They pay a big price for Facebook. They pay big money. They don't realize they're the commodity. They're being sold. You thought it was free, but they're selling you. You sold yourself. You sold all of your pictures the last 15 years to Facebook. They own them. They can do whatever the hell they want with them. 
They done bought your attention. They done sold you in your damn profile 15 times over. You done sold, they, you done gave them their information at will. They just sitting back collecting, collecting. All your privacy, data, pictures, everything so you can get on your fake book, share your pictures, share your contact list. Bang, bang, bang. Instagram, Snapchat. You, all of these are the same apps, but they're free. If it's free, what are they doing here? You, you lose time, opportunity. Call. Guys, there's no such thing as free. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. I saw a woman at a football game. We're going to go four hours now. Puerto Rican chick. She's sitting in front of me. I always have stories for you. She's sitting in front of me. Me and my son sitting next to each other. She's sitting in front of me. She's Facebook live. Then she goes back to Instagram, Facebook, the whole game, Facebook and live. And my son's cracking up because she had no more than three viewers on any one of these platforms. But the whole game, she on live and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. She was a Giants fan. The man she came with was an overweight guy. He was a Raiders fan. And my son was ear hustling. He basically was trying to look at what she was doing. At one point, she's texting. Somebody was like, what are you doing wasting money on going to a football game? What the hell? Because they know she a broke bitch. Right? They know she's broke. But she just, mm-mm. and I'm right behind her. So I got caught up in a couple of her videos. Yeah, three viewers at best. Most of the time it was one. And we were laughing because the, uh, the one viewer was the dude that she was with. He clicked on it. So we cracking up. But she the whole game. Live. I was just sitting there like, oh, my God, these people are addicts. Any little attention. And so then we're laughing because my son read her screen and said, um, somebody said, what are you doing spending money going to this? What are you doing? i sorry. What are you doing wasting money? on going to a football game because they know she's broke. They know she ain't got no money. And then she says, oh, I'm here with one of my friends. She said, friends, friends, friends. All right, and my son was like, ooh. And when she said that, she turned the phone away from the guy and she was messaging on why she was on live. One of my friends took me. Damn. Damn, got your ass, Ninja Look. <laughs> yep, mad cold, just like the middle of the winter, man. And this ninja thought he was doing something. I was like, ooh, ninja, you got got. Shout out to Dale. David says, for the antidote, keep teaching men out here. Shout out to you. Thank you, man. Thank you for that one. I'm giving y'all the prescription. Yep, her special friend. She was out there with her special friend, yep. I just want to say thanks. I'm glad you came along. Partner, I want to sing a song just for you. Because you're my special friend. friend <laughs> all right anyway glucose daddy shout out to julian he says julian w says with someone with experience with plantano in the tailpipe these ladies ain't saving anything for anyone all right they ain't saving anything for anyone yeah i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna save the duke shoot for you uh it's been wide open it's been wide open 
Oh, boy. Shout out to Deshaun Rose. Uh, he says, good afternoon, coach. I'm late for class, but tuned in now. Thanks for all that you do. Thank you for the support, man. Continuous support. Thank you. Thank you, brothers. All right, but the whole point of it is anybody who thinks anything is free is, I mean, I don't know what world you're living in. I mean, you just don't see it the way. What you're saying is it doesn't cost me money. But money is somewhat of a, we've always had currency, but the way we do money is pretty new. It's pretty new. Like we, we, have, a, we have a mindset of money that, that we, we deal in big numbers. I want you to know, man, people dealt with pieces of gold in, in coins, very rarely dollars. You know what I mean? That was all the way up until the 50s. Ninja, you can get a whole bunch with 15 cents. <laughs> you can get a whole bunch with, for 89 cents. But now we deal with, you know, uh, paperbacks. We're kind of hooked on this currency, fiat currency. Thus, what you say is free only is interpreted via money. You only think money and cost, money and free. And that conversation is so uh, limited. It's low frequency. It's, I won't say ignorant, but you're ignoring a lot. You're ignoring way too much when you say something is free. I'm like, dude, there ain't nothing that you can say is free. (laughs) Like where? Even if you're on welfare, you literally, you literally are choosing to be lesser than, lesser than. You're literally, look, you're on welfare for 30 years. You're choosing to be lesser than in a class where you could choose to be greater than. You're choosing to minimize yourself to a level to qualify for welfare. Ninja, that is the cost. That's the cost. You, you pay for that. Not only that, you had to sell out you, your kids, your granny, your neighbor, your daughter, your daughter's kids. You literally paid a cost for that. I, where? How? <laughs> he says money is a very new technology the way we use it. Absolutely. People bartered. People traded. People used, you know, pieces of coins and nickels. and do- There was always currency. But I'm like. Yo, there's always a cost to everything. There's no nothing free. I'm not free. You know what I mean? Women aren't free. You will go pay a cost somewhere. It's 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 something that I always try to figure out, guys. I don't know. It's a tough conversation to have. And 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 Thanos was right says free is subsidized subsidized by someone. That is another point. So say you are receiving a benefit, a grant, a a loan, a a you know, a benefit, a government benefit. It's free to you and you're going to pay for it, but I also taxpayers paid that. So it's free to you, but it was a cost to someone else. People don't see it. And you're like People will say, hey, I'll just go down to social services and get free money. It's free money, so why not take it? But it's not really free money. That was money that they extorted (laughs) from somebody else that they taxed that people paid into. So it's not free. Somebody paid for it. It's one of those goofy things. It's a mind-boggling that people arrive at this free concept. 
There's nothing. Pussy is not free. There, that's not, you're always going to trade something for it. I know ninjas get in a bind about this. You're going to trade something for it. Money, energy, attention, or time. Pick it. Pick one. And some people will find that the things you've received for free, you, you made yourself less than to get it. Right? You made yourself less than. Like, for instance, they'll say, we'll give you, we'll give you free access or we'll give you a free education. But then I'll say, you got to pick this school. <laughs> right? Oh, you'll give me a free education? Yep. But you got to go to Savannah State. But what if I don't want to go to Savannah State? Well, you got to pay your own way. So did they literally give you free? You got a college scholarship. Only two schools gave you a scholarship. The school you want to go to didn't give you a scholarship. These two schools you're not happy about. But what do athletes do? They'll go to where the free college is. And the free college is nice. It's You'll get something from it. But guess what? You're going to pay. Because when you graduate, and you run out there with your resume, and they find out your ass went to Eastern New Mexico or Savannah State, and you throw your resume out there, hey, graduate of uh, Savannah State, and you walk out there, you're going to pay for the rest of your life for that free education. Because soon as the Vanderbilt resume walks across that desk, there goes your pay. Now you're going to start paying forever. I'm glad you got that free education to Savannah State and Mississippi Valley State. But now, soon as that Texas Christian University resume competitor walk across that desk, Ninja, you about to pay for the next 50 years. Mm. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. Oh, 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 how free was it now? All right. Anyway, <laughs> you go pay. I mean, yo, it's one of those things, man. Figure out where to pay. It. There's, there's no such thing. Despise the free lunch. If somebody walked up to you and asked you, <laughs> right? Shit, it's that you about to pay for a long-ass time for that, that decision. Let me stop. Shout out to Winnie Wall says, Blessing CGA. Men do not need long-term love. We need long-term respect. That was strong, big bro. Thank you from New York City. New, 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 new world order. Indeed. <laughs> right. Where are we at here? Yep, yep. It is what it is, man. All right. I think I got everybody. I think I might got one more. Let me see here. All right. Where are we at here? Rayon says, greetings, coach. Currently, recently, coach, recently, my girl got my name tattooed on her chest, and I have a feeling her doing that. Uh, just to unlock a different level of crazy, give me the buzzer. Yeah. I would have tried to not let her do that. I would have been like, please don't tattoo anything on your chest. Not uh, for my, not under my account. Please don't that. I don't respect you as well. But yeah, now, now you can't leave her because now she's going to go crazy when you leave her. And she's going to say, well, my name's, your name's tattooed on my chest. We got a couple more and we're going to close it up. JC says, Pops had her folded like chop, chop, chopper style. Cheeks clap. And Adonai, Adonai, Adonai says salute CGA. Shout out to you. New, 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 new world order. Yeah, man. I would not let a woman tattoo anything related to me on her body. If she said so, I'm like, I got to get rid of this bitch for right now. 
All right, she is going to be a stage five clinger stalker lunatic. Run. All right. Anyway, that's today's show. Shout out to the coach gang. Hit the like button on the way out, and we'll be back this evening. Peace.